Come on in the building, family. Come on in the building. Yes, indeed. Building. Sit back, drink some coffee. Y'all know what it is. Getting it in. That the crowd built up when they had some powerful shows, man. We over there jamming on the house of consciousness. Man, if y'all ain't see that show last night, watch that show. Links, you got the link, right? Don't move, don't move, don't move, don't move. Oh, you didn't put it in the chat. Okay. I, I put the link in the uh in your in your Facebook. Facebook? Uh, perfect, perfect, perfect. Uh, let's go right now. All right. All right. All right. With the family piling in, man. Man, go ahead and get something. We're gonna get something in for y'all sit down and and mess up your veganism. <laughs> Man, y'all know I still don't eat pork. The religious ideas, y'all can really stick in your head forever. Swear. But yeah, man, this is, man, happy Thanksgiving, right? To all those to celebrate. Um, and I know, you know, you got something to go wild out on it. I remember them days of wild out on it, but it is what it is at this point. Um, it's a gathering of the family, everybody off, family flying in town. So, you know, everybody got their different reasons and their different, and we respect that. We definitely respect that. All right. Um, 
Definitely respect that. Everybody got their own way of doing it. For me, it's always about the family, being around the family, get to see my family from out of town. Uh, they coming in, get to sit down. Uh, everybody get to say their prayers. I get to pour some libation just to honor the people that came before us. So everybody get to do all that, man. So it's a, it's a great one. I knew I could catch Vance. I knew I could catch you early, Vance. I got you early. I just died out, boy, I tell you, him and his connections is crazy. It's crazy. But yeah, man, um, yeah, let's let the building get there a little bit, man. Make sure y'all like and subscribe, man. Um, had a real powerful show on the House of Consciousness, man. Reggie, man, where is the, oh, where's the screen joint at? And Reggie is actually running that, so that's a great thing. God, yeah, Reggie, he running that right now, man. It's going to be real good, man. Make sure he stay on that path. Make sure y'all subscribe to all our channels. Give me one sec. So yeah, man, let's see what we got, what we got in the building here, what we got, what we got, what we got. Uh, <laughs> no damn chillings. <laughs> Oh shit. No, you know, Paul. Man got my scheme guests on here. There ain't no damn guests. Let's go Phil Reed. What's good, Garfield? Let's see. Hey, peace and love, bro. Peace and love. Peace and love. We here, man. I'm ready, man. I'm eager, man. I want to beat you up this morning, man. I got to beat up a God killer, man. God killers always win. I don't know why they always win. It's like they got a reputation. You know, they always beat up people or whatever, man. What's going on today, man? Hey, man. I'm ready for the smoke today, man. I'm ready for the smoke, man. Let me turn on my camera and let people know I'm in the building. This is not a clone. It is Garfield. It's not a clone. All right? All I'm going to say to you is, mm -hmm. if you get beat up, don't take it personal and don't kick me off. All right? That's all I'm going to say first on the jump. Don't take it personal and don't kick me off. All right? Well, I see you got on your Caribbean yellow <laughs> hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bright as a mother, man. I'm a color guy. Y'all know I love bright colors and all that crazy stuff. But I'm ready, man. I'm ready for the smoke. By the way, how am I coming to smoke with bright colors? Let me let me turn my camera off. I can't come to smoke without without with bright colors. Man. Hell no. What type of shit is that? I can't come there with no smoke with that, man. <laughs> I gotta be easy, man. I gotta be easy. I gotta be easy, man. I'm here. I'm here this morning though. I'm reading this article. What you mean? Um, the confusion with Ethiopia throughout the Greek world and how they use Ethiopia and what the problem is. 
It's a very interesting article. This is actually the fourth time I'm reading it because I, I got to get this in my brain right. So whenever anybody brings up Ethiopia, I know what they're talking about because I think that term, we should just be done away with it, man. Ethiopia? Yeah, I think we should be done away with the term. It causes too much confusion. And plus, it's like the term you said to me yesterday, something that I never even, is right in your face. The people never call themselves Kush. You said, no. They ain't calling themselves Kush. The people outside call them Kush, the, the Egyptians or whatever. You know, so, you know, that's a whole nother conversation or whatever. We was actually having a great, we was actually having a great conversation this morning. So we was like, well, why waste? Somebody need to go live. Man, turn your camera on, man. I don't want to talk to you, Dagger Squad. I want to talk to you, man. Come on, man. <laughs> yellow hoodie joke. <laughs> We're in the Matrix. <laughs> Yo. Let me hook, let me hook up my uh, my uh, my back. I know I know how to hook it up. I know what to do. I got y'all. I got y'all. Yo got the teddy bear with the. Yeah, that's my son. That's my son's teddy bear with his little toy. He got his little Lion King right here, and he got his little teddy bear when he's over here. So that's that's his joint. That's his joint. That's what he do. So yeah, before we get into the discussion of the article you got, man, let's let let's let some people people get in the building. We got 53. That's good for a first start, man. We, you know, we don't get to rocking until we at least get 65 up in there, yo. I know it's the morning time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, what? I don't know, because he was, he was, oh, we could have. We didn't. So, so um, yeah, we need to uh, let some people pile up in here, man. Hit them like, subscribe, man. Subscribe to the Dagger Squad, man. Subscribe to the man. Yo, what you put on your... <laughs> I got an audience. I got I got to get my audience. I got to get my audience, man. Come on, man. I got to get my audience. Don't hate, bro. I got to get my audience in here. Let me, Hold on. Let me, let me go on YouTube so I can promote the show real quick. Hold on. Let me, let me, go, let me go on my phone. Yeah, we ain't... So I can get the show going. Get, 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 some, get some likes up in here. We had an interesting debate. We had an interesting debate yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> with Don Law, Super Don. I call him Super Don. Super Don Law. But the way he fights is, is generally the way everybody fights. And, and it's the same mindset that brought those early Egyptologists to Egypt, yo. The whole conversation is full circle, bro. That's why I'm glad you're attacking this part of it. People don't even know, yo, that the conversations you're having actually fits comfortably into what we've been talking about. Simple. It's, it's amazing. It's a lot of moving parts to this. Whole lot of moving parts. You know, you know, you know, we're going we gonna to have a conversation um, today. Um, we're talking about, I don't know what the title is. I don't know what you put in the title. Oh, Garfield, Brother Uncle Garfield, uh, the debate, and you know, have our. Uh, you put the wrong thing, bro. You got to put Brother Garfield versus Unc or Unc versus. You got to get the people in, in, the, in the bullshit. You got to get them. You got to know how to bring the people in, man. You ain't learning from Sonny, bro. I you gonna get beat up. Whether we go, whether we friends or not, you're still gonna get beat up. I'm gonna tell you before you get beat up. <laughs> yeah, hey, you know, one of my greatest memories, right? In the, in this community, right? I was for those who don't know my history, I was a part of a group called the Black African Holocaust Council, right? And um we had a conference the same weekend, Dr. Ben did a press conference with um 
Louis Farrakhan and Nation of Islam. I don't I don't remember if Farrakhan was here, but he said that he's given them his library of 35,000 books, something that actually never happened. And for those who don't know that, and Reggie will confirm that it never happened. But they did a public announcement because he's like, I got my son, this Dr. Ben now talking. I don't know if you ever saw this press conference. Um, I don't know if you ever saw it in all the history you're studying Dr. Ben. But he said, you know, when I look at, he's like my legacy, you know, sometimes like you have your own children now, you teach an evolution, scientific literacy, and you have your daughter, you have, you know, your kids and everything. You're like, I'm going to pass it on to my kids. Like you got an extensive library too. So right. you want to pass those, those thousands of books down to more than likely the first person that you have contact with normally, which is your children or probably your loved one. Dr. Ben is like, my son is not really, <laughs> you know, he's kind of wishy-washy. He's like, I don't know if he's the one to really pass it down to. And he gave the Nation of Islam props. For those who don't know, from the 60s, the 70s, him and Dr. Clark been going in on the Nation of Islam. But he said that they've shown consistency over the last 80 years. They're, they still exist. And he's like, I have confidence. So, so, so if he had the conference, like the press conference, I think like the Thursday or the, the Wednesday, that Saturday, we had a conference in Harlem. And guess who walked in on the conference? Dr. Ben. Mm. Dr. Ben said, I don't want y'all to think I'm Muslim, no. <laughs> uh. Oh, man. He said, I don't want that. That's the first time I ever met him. And, um, you know, I greeted, I greeted the brother and um, shook, shook his hand and hugged him and everything. And um, Dr. Ben... From there, I've only seen him like at the slave theater and all that stuff. Just seen him speak. But there's a YouTube channel called Transatlantic Productions. They have all the old videos of Dr. Ben, Dr. Clark, and you could like email them and try to buy like exclusive videos of, of Dr. Especially Dr. Clark. Dr. Ben, we Dr. Ben is well known outside of the slave theater. But Dr. Clark is also, but the exclusive videos of the slave theater when he's dropping knowledge. I'm talking when the brother is blind on stage and just spitting off the top of the dome. That dude, Dr. Clark, was a beats. So, so if y'all want to check that out, Transatlantic Productions um, on the um, YouTube, that, user, that dude's a beast, man. But yeah, I met Dr. Ben. That's the only time I ever met him in person. He don't know me. I mean, when he was at the nursing home, a lot of people said, Garfield, he was around the block from me. I'm like, nah, I'm not doing that for no photo op. Trying to go <laughs> see Dr. Ben and say, hey, I know Dr. Ben, yay. Nah, I'm not into that. I'm not into that. Nah. Yeah, you and me both there, bro. Um, right, yeah, I know you never met Dr. Ben. You never met Dr. Ben. That's my master teacher. People fighting over Dr. Ben, yo. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I never met him. Yeah, I actually never met him. Yeah, I actually never met him. Um, that's okay. When I was supposed to meet him, he died. <laughs> I missed the plane coming to York. I think it was. Uh, I think there was a time where where Mo and them came. Where you brought Mo and them up to 125th. Oh, that was the day before um polite polite debate with um Harry Rosenberg. Yeah, and I was actually I was actually spotting uh for polite. You know what I'm saying? Um. It's crazy, bro. Yeah, I was supposed to be there the day before. Didn't make it. And then I think he died the next week. Crazy as hell. So I never promote that. Right, 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 right. So I see you had a you had a debate with the crazy dude last night. I don't want to call the brother crazy, man. I'm gonna stop that. 
Yeah, nah, nah. Just yeah. nah. Yeah, he just he just he he's basically generally promotes with with what everybody promotes, but he throws the extraordinary into it, right? He got it all together for his whole life. He probably been reading for five years to get that shit together that way. Right? He got a real pattern of just kicking it, kicking it, kicking it. Matter of fact, he he stopped coming on your place. Is he back on your platform? Well, he's on Clubhouse a lot, so he's not really on the platform like that. But he always comes on, and there's always an issue with, like, his, his sources. That's always been, you know, people like to hide their sources. When people hide their sources, you have to be very aware of your scholarship. I'm not saying the brother hasn't read about, you know, Herodotus or Strabo and all that stuff, Homer. But the thing is, what you're doing when you're reading it is you're taking the information and say, hey, I read it. It's like this morning I told you a while ago, I'm reading the article the fourth time because the fourth time I'm trying to let it sink in where I don't have to read it again. So this is the fourth time I'm reading the same article for a reason because I'm studying it. I want to make sure the verbiage, I actually comprehend the verbiage mm-hmm. and comprehend it within context. That's the, that's the most important thing, within yeah. context. So if I say to Unc, um, Ethiopia... In India, they used to consider India Ethiopia. And the Ethi- it says Ethiopians. They call them Ethiopians. So now you're calling people in Africa near the near the, the um the 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 um not the top of the top of northeast Africa, you're talking about where what we call what we call Nubia. We're calling them Ethiopians also, and we are also calling the people near the Red Sea Ethiopians, and sometimes in Arabia, Ethiopians. So is this saying that? The entire area of the Ethiopian Empire, that's how a lot of scholars looked at it back in the 1800s, the, the 90, early 1900s, and so forth. And hence, a lot of that information swept into our community. So now, how do we correct that? Do we say the elders are wrong and say, hey, you Garfield, you right, you the super guy that figured it out? Yeah, we could play Monday morning quarterback, you know, Zach Wilson they cut it. They're about to cut him from the New York Jets because we, me and you, um, we could throw better than him. We could play Monday morning quarterback and act like we know everything. We could read defenses, but we're not on the field. So oh. now with, with the scholars now, we could jump up and down and act like, hey, well, the information you used was incorrect and everybody's going to call us the assholes now. Like, yeah, they act like they know everything, you know, because we play Monday morning quarterback. But the truth of the matter is things evolve and teachings evolve. You know what I'm saying? We look at Ivan Van Sertima, we look at John G. Jackson, Dr. Ben, Dr. Clark, J.A. Rogers, who's one of my favorites, and my fellow countryman. But we all you we all use what we gotta do. The only like the only the only man to get in all them libraries, man, that light-skinned Jamaican dude, man. He mixed in very well. <laughs> he looked damn near white going in them libraries, man. J.A. Rogers. Shout out to J.A. Rogers, man. Great. What the point is, um, our context and understanding is very important. It's not that we know more than anybody else, but we just got to look at things. Something silly as you telling me, as simple as you telling me, well, the Nubians, the quote-unquote so-called Nubians, didn't call themselves Kush or Kash or whatever. The Egyptians used it 2100 BC. And you said to me, that's not their name, though, Garfield. They never call themselves that. So... Before yesterday, I never even thought about that. As simple as it is. Because I am in, because I grew up reading the Bible and reading Kush, I automatically felt like, yo, that's what they call themselves. 
you know, and then the, you know, the, the Egyptians call him that. So I'm like, oh, maybe that's what they really call themselves. So I never thought about it. It's something simple, though. Does that mean I'm stupid? I don't understand sources? No. It's just that sometimes you overlook things. So, so when I, someone makes an error, whether it's now or even back then, sometimes you got to look at it in context and see what's going on. And nobody's perfect. Mm, mm, mm. Um, uh, so, so we got a mindset we're dealing with right here. And that's always my point to make and to understand the high level uh, information that, that we're talking about. You got to have context, uh, you know, people, places, and things, who, what, when, where, and why. Uh, and that's and that's just very important, um, Garfield. So I think I want to show this right here to show you how what's, let me see, shoot, let me see something right here. Um, Progressive Magazine, let me see. I want to kind of show you some pictures here. Mm -hmm. and, you know, pictures worth a thousand words, all right? So you, and I want to show people how your conversation for the last fucking four or five years, yo, has been um, on point and it, and it ties everything together. Let me see. Um, hold on. So let's show some pictures here. The picture's going to tell a story. You know a picture's worth a thousand words, right? Uh-huh. And um, we never, we these pictures we don't really pay attention to. All right. So let me get this right here. And because we don't know. All right. So I'm going to use a, all right, let me get these pictures. Uh, let's see. Uh, w. Du Bois. Hold on. Let me get these pictures real quick. Man. One second. Man, why is this not coming up right here, bro? Hey, man, make sure y'all like and subscribe to the channel, man. It's important because uh, we're putting this information out and we're going to always keep the proper context. Um, why can't I find this dang on picture right here? Okay, I'll start with this picture right here. All right. This is your first, it's your first picture. All right, let me share the screen. Uh, think NPR. All right. Now this is important because when we dealing with anything we talking about, when you're dealing with these elders, man, you gotta start right here. All right, y'all see the screen, right? Yep, it's sharing. All right, so what we have here, uh, going to this particular generation, all right, the, the rappers and all that, me, you, we don't know about this. So that's the 17-year-old civil rights demonstrator, okay? Mm -hmm. Attacked by police dogs in Birmingham, Alabama on May 3rd, 1963. All right, they post this image in the New York Times. Look, do y'all get this? So you talking about, this is police dogs. Now, we're raised to, to accept and follow authority. It's part of what makes the civilization a civilization. Police, right? The root of it, like policy, police, right? Policies. It, 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 it's a kind of like uh, help you from yourself to help you out, to conduct a civilization. So the police is there to make sure things don't get unruly. The police are there is to help 
conduct business as far as maintaining a civil society, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, in your mind, that's what you're thinking. But when you get the police department having dogs, German shepherds, because that's a German shepherd dog, right? Attacking people simply because they're in a space that they help build. This is hard right here. This is the environment that our elder scholars came out of. So, so for us to remotely even think that they wasn't going to put that in their work. Brendan says this all the time. You're like, a lot of their work was political, right? We, 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 we're fixated on the facts, 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 science, science, science. But the reality is, yo, there's a, there's a political aspect to their information that you can't say they was wrong. So you got young babies being raised in an environment where the police department is actually sending wild dogs at them. Yep. It's crazy. And so if you expect them not to have that in their information, man, they watching it. The shit was televised, y'all. What about before it was televised? What about before, right? Uh, they was making mention, you couldn't look a white person in the face. You had to get on the other side of the street. You, you don't know what that feel like. If a white person is approaching you, you walk down the street. Sometimes you get out of the way, sometimes you don't, based off how you was raised. But you sure as hell ain't crossing over the side of the street, and you sure as hell ain't having your head down. But this is the environment our scholars came out of. Tough environment, man. Right? I mean, a very, 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 very tough environment. How, how about this picture? Let me see this picture right here. The picture actually comes from the uh, the Howard University Law Library. Let me see if I can get you the picture, though. This is this is picture right here. Let me go to Vox real fast. All right, look at the picture. The, the, the two different, um, two different um, water water fountains. Right, right. What is, what are we what are we talking about here? So when John Jackson, Doctor Ben, John Henry Clark, Hubert Harrison, them. Dude, they had you couldn't you couldn't drink out the same water. This shit's stupid. You're getting the same water, but one go to the to the goddamn uh, white water fountain, which which by the way has a cooler so the water can be cold. That's why they, that's why we be saying yo, you know, white people water colder than yeah, nigga, because they gave you the straight water. <laughs> <laughs> it actually was cold in the water we was drinking. <laughs> so yeah, look at that. Like y'all don't know what that is. You was called colored, C-O-L-O-R-E-D, and white and colored. That's why I fight so hard against that, against race when having an anthropological conversation. Because this is what race did. It separated y'all. It put you, you, you always got the broke down water fountain. Same thing with the bathrooms. I'll pull it up later. So I just want to kind of throw that in because I think sometimes a golf field, you know, we sit around, we got we, we got access to major libraries. Uh, yep. We have access to scholars. They're not saying, well, I can't come on your channel because you're black, right? Or I'm not, you can't even access this particular university, right? So I, me personally, never got mad at a Dr. Ben who lied on his resume and, and had enough knowledge to teach at an Ivy League college, two Ivy League colleges, bro. Yep, yep. We're not, we not sitting here playing that game. I don't have to defend that man. That man works speaks for himself and all the shit he got wrong. And, and I think we don't have context to it. 
right? And, and it's an invisible force, Garfield, an invisible force that I always say is, is today's people characterizing their work and making their work something that it never was meant to be. Dr. Ben Terry, right off the rip, this is not an expert work here. In his own it's not expert work. This is this is this is written for the layman. He has a political agenda to it. He's trying to get you out of the Bible shit, right? By making you part of the Bible first. Y'all don't even get that, do you? See, 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 you become you, he make he say, if this story was true, then the first humans on planet Earth would have had to been this because he taught evolution. And if the first humans on Earth was these and they look like this, then these Bible people would have had to look like this. Y'all don't get that. And then as you read this work, he gets you to the point where you're like, well, ain't none of that shit real for real. Because before Adam and Eve built the first house or named the first animal, you had this Nile Valley civilization in Africa. So for him to say that the Egyptians was Negroid or Black or African or whatever the hell he was saying, you're like, how was he not supposed to say that? Why wouldn't he say that? And why would that make him pseudo back in the 60s, back in the 70s? As he ran down the street trying to escape a damn water hose. It wouldn't. It's the people that continue to promote the works that are outdated that are actually pseudo. So I, for the life of me, I never understand why people don't get that goal. Maybe I'm tripping. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I'm bugging. I don't know. But what they did do is they carved out a lane. Right? They carved out a lane. And the lane was pushing you towards signs. John Jackson work. He was pushing you towards signs. Ivan Van Sertima, pushing you towards science. Um, like, like that's what they was doing. We, we got Ivan Van Sertima, Blacks and Science. You got a whole book on a great book, dog. I don't got it right here. But you you, you get a uh, Deops. He's talking about anthropology. Y'all niggas would have known about that shit. You, you want to get off the anthropology. Nobody's sitting here promoting this work today. It's, this is the foremost work on the said situation. No, but it's actually a good snapshot for people like me and Garfield and Reggie and Smash, the kind of like, you know, we, we got a great starting point. We know how to, okay, I see where they was at. Now we ain't doing that. Me and Garfield do it all the time. Ah, okay. Ah. I'm, not, I'm not there fully yet, family. I'm not there fully yet because I, I, I just think some things we could, we, you know what it is? I'm trying to see past the situation without even addressing it. And I think that's probably my personal error that I have with me. And I just got to grow up and, and look and tackle it differently. You know, it's like, you know, certain things, it's like certain things and teaching you have, you hold dear to, and then you let it go, or you're scared to talk about it, although you have already let it go. So technically, I, I haven't let it go because I don't want to talk about it. So if I see there's an error, I might say, hey, you know what? I did like this guy. I don't want to talk about it. So I'm not at that stage yet where I could say, hey, such and such, doing presentations and pointing out errors with certain, I might drop something here and there. We know Stolen Legacy, George E.M. James, uh, we know what they were trying to do. 1954, we know what they're trying to do based on what you just showed. You have a white fountain, you have a black fountain, you got dogs sick in us. So you writing a book, you're actually counteracting, you know, like Dr. Ben, like Dr. Ben saying the black folks is from Kemet, and saying that, hey, Elijah Muhammad, we ain't got to say the black woman, the black man is God and the white man is the devil. We have literally black people in history who are constructing pyramids and doing greatness in a place called ancient Egypt, which we call Kemet. So we got to look at look at the chronology too, because 
Although we might not agree with Elijah Muhammad and his thinking about the white man as a devil, that shock and awe effect in 1930, not only was that dangerous, that was at the height of, of, of segregation at that point. You're talking about people walking down the block in Georgia and just get lynched, just, just a black man walking down the block. So for him to say the white man is the devil, that's attacking directly the psyche, not only of black folks, of white folks. Like, oh, you're talking about we the devil. It's crazy. We the real Christians here. We the real Christians. We the one the Bible talking about. Elijah Muhammad saying the white man is the devil. And Dr. Ben like, bling, bling, bling. I got a place over here, though, Elijah. Got a place over here called Kemet. And black men, black men built that. So that started giving us self-pride. So, you know, when, and then now when you fast forward to my debate, people think that Garfield is coming at Kemet. It's like, that's what Dr. Ben did to wake us up in a sense. Now Garfield trying to take away Kemet. I'm not trying to take away Kemet family. I don't have that type of power. I don't have those voodoo powers. Not yet anyway. I haven't grown into that. No, <laughs> I don't think you're trying to take it. I don't. I, don't, I think you just. Uh, I think that you're actually promoting right information. That's not taking nothing away. And that's one thing about science, man. Science does not have to agree with you. You know what I'm saying? Um, the universe uh, does not have to prove anything to us. It is what it is. So what I what I, the statement I did make was that we're, we're back to practicing race science now. And what I, what I mean is we're taking away the hermetic race theory, right? You, Garfield, you know about that? You was arguing with a person yesterday about that. You didn't even have to say it, but that was the argument that, watch this, that ham, right? One of Noah's sons, after the earth was destroyed, went and populated Africa. And out of ham, you get what? You get Canaan. And Mizraim, right, which is actually Egypt. So mm -hmm. from day one, the biblical writers, authors, thought that the world began somewhere in Asia, between the Tigris, Euphrates River, Gion, and Peon. Gion and Peon is not the white and blue now. There's no archaeological evidence that would support that, and this shit absolutely makes no sense. Exactly. There's no scientific nothing on that. That's coming out of figmentation of our minds, and for the record, our scholars did that too. You said something that was real. Let me tell you what you said, Garfield. And I understand it, right? And I understand why I fought so hard for us to stop being believers and be non-believers. Because it's that belief right there that would push you into thinking that the biblical narrative had something going and that, yeah, uh, Ham was a black man. Because it fits into your belief. You don't got to throw away God. If Ham is a black man, and Ham being a black man, Canaan is a black man, and the Egyptians being a black man, it fits perfectly into the whole narrative. It fits perfectly into the whole story. Cam spoke being Egyptian, where Cam, hot, right? That fits perfect on the whole narrative because they was believing. You said you like, yo, somewhere deep there, yeah, yo, they had, yeah, bro, yes. But we don't have that stigma no more. Like, people aren't running around ready to hang us for us not believing. Back in those days, you're going to get hung beating up the Christian church like that. You know, you had to be like Hubert Harris. Yo, he was serious. All right, haul him. He on a soapbox, banging on him. That was dangerous. That's just as dangerous as you playing with the civil rights. That, that was dangerous way of living right there. So, so our elders, they still had their ingrained beliefs 
of Christianity, even as they tore it apart, there were certain elements of it that they couldn't get out. As a matter of fact, the early Egyptologists couldn't get the element out of their head neither. Because listen, they go into Egypt as Christians. And as they go into Egypt as Christians, right? And the biblical narrative is in play here, right? And so, yeah, they know that according to the story, somewhere in the caucus, somewhere in Asia, these, these are the flood, Noah, all these things, 4004 BC, a bishop, usher, Right, he said, "What 4004 BC and what uh, what March, April the first, <laughs> March 25th, for the first century Christians, March 25th, family, and March 25th, the Earth was made, and March 28th was when the Sun was created. Four days later, and these people have it down to a date. This is what's crazy; they have it down to a date, family. March 25th, the world was created." And March 28th, the sun was created, and there we go from here. And so, you know, you take that mindset into archaeology, and it wasn't no archaeology. See, people don't get that. There wasn't any archaeology. No, the archaeology started with digging up African graves, actually. Cranial, uh, was it craniology? Mm -hmm. African people, and they're trying to determine who was Negroes, the teeth. Yo, they disturbing the graves. Yo, do you know how 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 precious and how uh, uh, serious that these graves was for these people during that time, bro? Back in ancient times, yo, yo, they they built big ass pyramids in dedication to somebody dying, yo. You know, but that's twenty years, yo. Y'all don't even believe y'all ain't fuck with the death shit that serious. Yep, consistency. Mm -hmm. They was consistent with that. The the kingship come out of the dead. That's why I always got these niggas. When they talk that Fayoum, there are definitely aspects of that, that of, of things that came out of Fayoum, right? Definitely that, right? But that's not that's not the whole culture don't come out of Fayoum. And by the way, Fayoum is in Africa, right? Fayoum would have a heavier mix, like in the Delta, right? But still, with all that being said, right, that the death ritual based around death, the Osirian drama, pre-Assyrian drama. Yo, it was about you're dead, right? How can we make you happy in the afterlife? It was the, the, the grave goods. These, these, the mortician, right? Th these were the first businesses. You can get this, right? This is not hard to get, that, that the whole thing in Sudan, in Upper Egypt, was based on the death and the dying of the king, death and dying of the people. You don't even want to go too far because you want to keep making rituals to your ancestors that died. You want to do those rituals and those sanctuaries. This was more important than any quote unquote national guards you think they might have had. They didn't have national guards. They had clans and tribes, right? And this burial practice, these rituals actually stimulated the economy because now you need grave goods. People die every day, B. Talk about it. You better buy something, but yo, yo, imagine, yo, we don't think the world is going to come to the end, bro. Because we ain't make somebody free. Well, I had a cousin that died. Yo, my one of my best friends. Yo, died. Right? I didn't make the funeral. Right. Right? Okay. I didn't. But I don't think that I'm marked for the rest of my life because I didn't. You feel me? So back then, bro, all that was in the game. You, you got to have the right beads. You got to have the right this. You got to have the right that. So that's why we study the grave sites. When we study the grave sites, we realize that 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 quote unquote old kingdom ain't nothing but a Sudanese transplant based off of the graves. And we know the kingship come out of the graves, the divine kingship, the, the, 
what they call that shit? The um, we where the king dies, you got to bury the subjects with him, retain the sacrifices. Where you think that come from? That come out of Sudan, the soot, right? The, the upper Egypt. This is what they did. We we you got large master bars, large walls, fortresses. You think it's a fortress? It's really a fucking. Uh, I'm gonna show it today. It's really a a grave. Talk about it. show that man. I, I want to see that. Show that. Show that. Show that, bro. Get into it. Oh my goodness, it's a damn grave. Hold on. I don't think. I don't think. I mean, people have gone. You see, that's another thing too. Um, all this information that we have could have could have killed an argument before it even started. You know that, right? Yeah, I'm listening. Yeah, you're because right. all the stuff that I know about, as, as far as the, the, the Nubians as, and the work that Sarkeet has done as for the pre-dynastic time period, there's a lot of stuff about what we call Nubia today that's just not out there in the populace. So that's why maybe a lot of people focus. I mean, I know Dr. Ben said it that Nubia is the root. You know, he had a whole book about it. But the, the whole thing is, did we take that serious enough though? And so, oh, he said it. No, but the truth of the matter is the culture that's coming up originally, the cattle worship, Hathar, that's all over Kemet now. Where's that coming from into the into the um into the Egyptians? Where's that coming from? When they when they do the, the cranium studies, the 30,000, the 20,000, the 12,000, the one I read last night, what Sarkita did, again, you're talking about ancient Nubians. They use the old Kushite thingy, but the truth of the matter is these people have had been interacting for ages. And some of them moved to Egypt. Some of them lived in Egypt. Even when um, before Egypt tried to take them over like around 1500 BC. They're living in the country back and forth. They're trading. I mean, I showed last night. Well, I didn't show it. I told them last night. I did in my slides. But the, the, the trade of gold, the trade of um, ivory, different type of um, incense and all those different things are being traded directly from Nubia to Egypt. It's being traded. So these people have a connection back and forth. That's like the Mexican border and, and America. They have this whole thing going on and a lot of Mexicans come over here. Same thing with the Nubians. A lot of Nubians would have gone into Egypt. They even had a border steal back then time. So they knew who these people were based on the border steal. Boundary steal, I should say. Not border steal, boundary steal. Mm. Yeah, these people, knew, they knew each other. So if we're gonna go around and act like um, these people didn't have writings, they have a writing, they had, the, I think, um, what you call it, gave me the Siale the, the seal with the kingship of um, Nubia, during the kingship of Nubia. That's very important. Oh, we, yeah. can't, we can't sit on that information from the A group. We can't sit on that information. The people should know this. And then we blame them for saying, hey, they're Egyptomaniacs. But if we don't put out the information, we can't stop the mania before it starts. <laughs> <The mania. laughs> Look at this. Analysis of crania is the traditional approach to assessing ancient population origins, relationships, and diversity. Studies based on anatomical traits and measurements of crania, similarities have been found between Nile Valley crania from 30,000, 20,000, 12,000 years ago and various African remains from more recent times. Bro and Rimbach, 1990. Angel and Kelly, 1986. Keita, 1993. Studies of Crania from Southern pre-dynastic Egypt from the formative period. 
4,000 to 3,100 BC showed them usually to be more similar to the crania of ancient Nubians, Kushites. Come on. That's from Soy Keith of the geographical origins and population relationships of early ancient Egyptians in Egypt, in Africa. I don't know why they had to say in Egypt, in Africa, but hey, that's a whole nother conversation. In Egypt, because people, they took it out of Africa. Yo, that's the whole mindset. <laughs> that's the mindset. So uh, let me show you one of these structures here. You want me to bring it up? And we got a placeholder there. We was kind of talking about the mindset. Uh, how they came into being with the mindset. So let me let me see. This thing is moving a little slow here, but I'm gonna show you this. Um, kind of support what I'm saying. So y'all see this right here. This is the the ceremony enclosure of Kasimway. How do you say that? Kasim Mway. Kasimway. Kasimway. Here you go. Right. Kasimway. Kasimway. At Harry that's yeah, a World Monument Fund. All right, see that? Yeah. What time period that is? Uh, that's about 2600 BCE. That's in the old kingdom. Here, go right here. 2800. Yep. Uh, oh, show it again. Show it again, bro. Show it again. Let them freeze it. Show them again so they could freeze it. This is, you see the structure? And then you got to also think about, ladies and gentlemen, something that's very important. Don't say nothing yet. Hold on one second. Let me just read something real quickly here that's important regarding this structure right here. Remember, you could trace um, the Nubian cultures in a chronological order. You have the A group, you have the C group, you have the X group, you have what's called Kerma. They have the Kushite, so-called Kushites empire, whatever. Right? Now, look at this now. Napatan and Miro. Remember this, though. You had the A group where the A group is actually connected to the folks who actually put together Napta Playa. That's another thing too. You got to put them together. I, I don't know if I'm wrong, but the folks who did Napta Playa actually come from are um, descended into the, the people who are the A group. So the Napta Playa is actually literally in Nubia or Tarseti, but today's geographical borders, it's in Egypt. So it was in Tarseti at that time. But go ahead, my brother. Yeah, Tal City is Egypt. It's southern Egypt. Land of the Bow was the first known. <laughs> and we know where the bows come from because we got rock art depicting people with the bows. So that tradition comes out of the Green Sahara, the bows. Who, who was renowned for that? You couldn't even pull a damn Nubian bow. None of y'all right now could grab a Nubian bow and pull it and shoot it. So it's right here. Hercopolis was the pre dynastic capital of Upper Egypt and grew to prominence in the mid-third millennium BC. Dominating the site is an imposing structure built, uh, built of unfired uh, mud brick, measuring uh, 67 by 57 meters, built by Kasunuway, the last ruler of the second dynasty, 2800 BCE to, two, to 2675 BCE, and one of the greatest builders and innovators uh, it is the oldest freestanding mon uh, monumental brick structure in Egypt. There you go. See, 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 when them fools was running their mouth, y'all, and I brought up the brick structures, y'all, they all went, oh. See, and they all disappeared on that, bro. <laughs> they was all up there with the pyramids being the oldest mine. No. And you mentioned something there, bro. You mentioned, quote, unquote, I need to get some better pictures of this. You actually mentioned the... Um, <laughs> 
Oh shit. You talked about hold on, you talked about the mud bricks and something you mentioned, man. Oh shit. It just it just went by me. It was something you said that was kind of imperative. I just let it because I got I got caught up in my head with the fool who yeah, you mentioned not to play, right? What they don't know is you got buried cattle structures, brick. This predate everything. Fred Windorf. Yep. Fred Windorf work. That book that you say you wanted, that ancient um I got it. Yeah, you ain't. I got it. It's not there. there. The Holocene settlement of the Egyptian Sahara. Everybody needs to get that. Y'all need to get that work. Yeah, get that work. That's the shit right there. Yo, that kill all that whole nonsense. It's right here. Hold on. It's a great, it's a great book, yo. Uh, yeah, y'all see it right here. This is it. And you don't type the word Negro. I done did it on the show. I typed the word Negro in. <laughs> type the word Negro and it go right there for it. Here you go, right here, y'all. Look, see? Here you go. That's it. He did the archaeological survey on the site. Value one. He got value one and two. Book cost you maybe 120. Which one I sent you? I sent you part one or part two. I know I emailed it to you. You sent me part one. I think you sent me both. I was going to buy it, shit. I'm still got to buy it. I just ain't figured out a way to, you know, budget my money on that. But, yeah, you need this. You cannot have, you cannot talk about Egypt and don't have this because this is in Egypt. If you don't understand what's in Egypt, you, you're going to make the mistakes. And nobody denies, nobody, not a white person, not a green person, not a purple person, they don't deny. They all use, they all use the word sub-Saharan African, which I don't like. They all use the word Negro, which I don't like. So what the hell is a Negro? What is the true Negro? What is that? It's all confusing. But what ain't confusing is they was finding in these settlements different types of crania that they matched up with different races. So it was definitely from the earliest of time, different human beings. Now I don't even want to say different human beings, just different phenotypes. But just that homework right here. And a matter of fact, on the homework, uh, let's see. Yeah, if y'all remember on the show, we typed in, we actually typed in the uh the word Negro in here, and it and it came up with at the site, Negroes. All right, and Sub-Saharan African. Right? This is all in Western Egypt. All right there. So we, you know what I mean? It's all running through the document. Let's see. Huh? I like the sage. I like it. Uh, let's see. So you got the continents, vegetation, substance, and early Neolithic, not the playa, Egypt, reconstruction, uh, curled plant remains. So they study all these types of things here. Anthropological studies. Remember, we always talk about anthropology, right? What culture is there? 
Um, so yeah, this is this is predating any any dynasties, any pre-dynastic dynasties, any of that nonsense right there. That's not, yeah, that's that's real right there. So so we 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 say these things to make the points very, very clear that in studying anything, you got to study the, the, the surrounding nations, surrounding peoples. Uh, you got to go back to a time period before things start to get boarded off and really get the makeup of what's really going down. And I bring it back to the conversation of the mindset that was introduced. It was a biblical mindset that was introduced into the archeological study, which fucked it all up. And I just think that's a very, very important point to make. All right, I'm back. I'm back, my brother. So yeah, the mind, just the, the whole, the point is I'm making is the mindset uh and and going into doing the archaeological digs this is not like like it's in place now <clears throat> like it's in place now we have rules and boundaries right regulations things that that, that are agreed upon of the whole world but when they went when they went to africa what the only rule was that ain't no nigga gonna be able to build this that was the rule and why because in our country the niggers are slaves that's a that's a rule of thumb right there. Though, so imagine going in some expert work, and and your mindset is one the biblical narrative. So it's no way that this area can be older than Adam and Eve. <laughs> wow. It, it, so this is during the time periods where they was uh, uh, geology was coming around. And so imagine you being a geologist and you're looking at the rocks. See, this is the shit I study, Garfield. And you saying, oh shit, the fucking rocks here is older than Adam and Eve. So, yep. so instead of going against your countrymen, they just, okay, we're going to say it's two epics. The epic of beasts and the epic when man was made. So the rocks and shit was doing the epic of the beasts. <laughs> and before the epic of the beasts, and in the epic of the beasts, there's no humans. Now they could exist, coexist. And the biblical narrative could go on with when Adam and Eve was made. This is the time period of humans. Boom. But back then with them old ass rocks, ain't no people back there. It's just beasts and animals back then. The wildest shit up, yo. Because they didn't want to, they didn't want to come into a uh, clash with each other. But sooner or later, the geologists had to admit what it was. Sooner or later, you got to admit that Egypt is older than Adam and Eve. But if if Egypt is older than Adam and Eve, watch this, Garfield. This is a serious mindset. If Egypt is older than Adam and Eve, and in Egypt, we got these people that we consider to be Negroes and Caucasians or black Negroes or white Negroes, right? If we have this, then why, why do we have these people as slaves? It didn't make sense to them. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so Garfield, listen to what I'm saying again. If you're in a predicament where you're used to having slaves, bro, yep. look like the skulls, right, that you find in Egypt, then you would have to relegate those skulls to the race that you had enslaved. 
Because if you don't, then you can't justify why you got these intelligent people to slaves because they have built something that's far greater than anything you could fucking imagine. See, this is what we're not seeing. You would literally have to go to Egypt and realize with, with, with uh, uh, Bonaparte's, Napoleon Bonaparte's of them singing. When they seen that Sphinx with them big lips, right? Vonnie, right? Vonnie goes there. Anthropologist, yo, he, he talks about, man, this is, he say, wow, that's a nigga. <laughs> wow. For real, for real. <laughs> now, hold on. Now, come on, bro. Now, we know that you can have big lips and have pale skin, bro. So that's not what, that's not my point. I'm saying in the world that they had made up and manufactured about the five goddamn races, bro. Right? Mongoloid, Caucasoid, Negroid, Oceania, Native American, dog. That shit they were seeing fit right into the African shit. Right? And variations, they say there's different variations. That's why, that's why we all, listen, Garfield, this is why we read the work before we start calling niggas pseudo. Hold on. Because if you, I don't even think you got this, uh, Garfield. You're supposed to. You bluffed. You're supposed to have this right here. Yes, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Okay, nigga. So then, what the fuck? It's, it's all right here, yo. They got the whole uh, anthropologist, the white anthropologist sitting up there saying, yo, it was niggas and these motherfuckers from the day one. They never not had the niggas in there. This is some new shit now. Mm -hmm. you, you get that? Like they never not had what you would classify as a Sub-Saharan African skull in there. Oh, right. well, you can have all that and still have your gene markers. Yeah, but that's called race science now. Because we, we, we're in Africa right now. And there's variation, right? And you should never, and, and you should get this goddamn book. This is the book you should really get. You see that? How recent, how recent is that? Now. <laughs> it's now. Hold on. Let me let me let me hold up. Let me see if I got that. Hold on. Let me see if I can get that right now. Hold on. You ain't gonna, you ain't gonna get one over me, bro. I gotta see if I can find that right now. Yeah, yo. Munster, edited by Nunser Ibrahim and Charles uh Bannerman. Uh somebody talk about the um the sickle cell stuff that I that I be talking about. It, it might, I ain't get to that part yet. You see where I'm at? I'm just starting. I ain't get past uh, somebody key out of part yet. Okay. But, dog. And I think you can get the PDF too. You might not get the whole book. Powerful, dog. So yeah, we're not going to start. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Tell me the name of the book again. What's the, the name of that one? The Genetics of African Populations in Health and Disease. Cambridge Press. Who's the um who's the author? Uh M U N T A S E R. M U N T A S E R. Yep. Space E dot Ibrahim. I B R A H I M. I B R what? I B R A H I M. First published 
No, I ain't got that. I bet you don't. <laughs> I bet you don't. <laughs> Gotta stay two steps ahead. So even and so what 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 people don't know is is that people like Diops, Dr. Ben, John Jackson, and them, bro, they was using the anthropology of the day, dude. So if you're gonna call them, you don't call the whole scientific community that then. Then it'd be fair that I'm not mad at you. Then I'm not mad, but you're gonna stand up there and talk shit about people that was trying to put you in a position to check them. Remember, yo, whenever we give people real credible sources, Garfield, right? Through the lenses of science, we're actually giving them the ability to check us. You get that, right? Yep. Simple. Like y'all should know that. That the fact that we're promoting science and, and real academic sources and theology, right? You know, from Cambridge and, and Yale, uh, 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 theology schools, yo, we're really giving you the ability to check what we're saying. When you give us crazy-ass, misleading, wild, off-the-cuff sources, you're not helping the people check you because the shit is wild. <laughs> yep, for real, for real. Yep, definitely. Yeah, but when you give people science and, and teach them about what the scientific method is, and how it actually operates, and you teach people how to read scientific journals, you're, you're giving them the power to check you. When you give sources in the back of your book, you're giving them the power to check it against your information you have promoted in the book. But you know, you, you never acquiesce to a faulty premise. What's a faulty premise? You start off with some wild sources, you don't get wild information. You start off with credible sources, you're gonna get credible information. This is, this is beyond uh, 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 beyond the pale for me that people don't get that. So when you talk shit about our elders, yo, you got a group of elders that was really giving you mechanism to check them. So was Dr. Ben this. How about Diaz? Well, let's see. Let's go to the back of his work. Go to the back of his work and you'll see. And and I got a whole damn section. Where the hell is the section at, dude? Rob, Bo where the hell is Rob Boone you need him, yeah? He does call me a while ago. Tell him, jump looking at this book online, man. It's a this this is a pretty it's a pretty good book, man. That you just tell me about. It. I might have to order it through Amazon tomorrow. Yeah, yo, I ain't bluffing. You need ain't no bluff. You're gonna be killing them. <laughs> All that you're gonna see when people make mistakes at. You're gonna see how they did too much. Um, you're gonna see where they overemphasizing it. You're gonna see where they practicing race science. Where, where, where you take away the word Caucasian, but you implement uh, uh, DNA markers. Same thing. So you got an invading, watch this, listen to me, invading race theory, Petrie, where this outside group from Western Asia somewhere, Mesopotamia, invaded, subdued the indigenous population, and built Egypt and Nubia. Y'all heard me, right? Watch this. The hermetic hypothesis, you know this well, bro. Right? Biblical narrative. Ham migrated out of Asia and came in and built Egypt and Nubia. You hear me, right? And watch this. Let me upgrade it. So I went to the 1800s with the biblical shit, right? In that same time span with Petrie and them in the 1900s, Petrie and them, right? Watch this. 2022, you hear people say that these markers came from Asia and Europe and came in and built Egypt. It's the same goddamn thing. Wow. 
You get it. You just change the terminology, yo, but it's still the same thing. See, it's make that make sense and explain that. But I'm letting y'all know that the experts don't say that. You hear no expert talking about a marker that came from outside that came in to build Egypt. In the place that was barren, these Indo-European Western Asian stock came in and, and, and after 20, 30,000 years built Egypt. What they say is, right, from time immemorial, human beings have been uh, matriculating in. I like to use that word matriculating. Double X, I like it one of the words. Yeah, yo, very slow, <laughs> very slow. Like in football, you're moving the ball down the field consistently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it means. When you when you look up the word, it's talking about being and going through college and universities. But the way it's be used these days on NFL Network and different places is to matriculate. So these populations came in slow over time, dripping in, bam, constantly, bam, 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 at all times. You, you feel me? So then why are they still calling them African? I'm going to give you that answer. Hold on one second, Garfield. Pick me up. You heard what I was saying right here. The mindset, the biblical shit, the hand mics, the, the race signs. That's all in the game, yo. That's what we're dealing with here. Go ahead, Garfield. Add something to that real quick. Yeah, I was gonna bring up this um the book called the um the white tribe, where the brother, the brother um talked about how the same thing you're talking about, how in Zimbabwe they wanted to give everything positive that's built in Africa, in Ethiopia in Zimbabwe, South Africa, anything that's built up and they can't explain, they're saying that it had to be somebody from Israel who migrated to that region in Africa and give the people that. And this has been going on, not only now, family, this has been going on for the longest. So this is what our elders were fighting in the 40s, the 50s, the 60s. So now we can say, oh, the elder was wrong. Nope. This is what they are fighting. So when you look at, when you go back in time and see what they're fighting and then you see what they're up against, can't use this bathroom, you can't use that bathroom, you got to use this bathroom for black people, that for white people. You got to look at the environment. We have it good today where we could look back and say, damn, it's got, they went through this, man. That's horrible. We could look through it. But now you got to look at it from a, a wider perspective of the information that's been funneled to them and then trying to funnel it to you and say to yourself, well, this is what's going on at this time. And this is what they only had access to. Maybe if they had more access, they wouldn't have draw those conclusions. You know what I'm saying? But when you look, when you look at, um, <laughs> when you look at some of these things that these people believed in or what they wrote, you can't be mad with them, man. We just got to add on. Oh, here we go. Right here. Found the book. Found it. Michael F. Robinson, The Lost White Tribe. This is the book I always show y'all on my screen. Always show this book because this is the book that would tell you exactly what they were doing. You had guys like Samuel Morton, Morton, who would go and report all this stuff about Africa. And he talked about how he saw a white tribe in Africa and people, anthropologists went to Africa looking for this quote unquote white tribe. This is absolutely nuts. So here it is right here. Let me, um, hold on a second. Let me do this. Michael Robinson. So y'all can be familiar with this book here. This is a book that's not a, it's not a, um, hold on one second. 
There you go right there, the lost white tribe. So when you look at this book, this book here, The Lost White Tribe by Michael F. Robinson, Explorers, Scientists, and the Theory That Changed the Continent. So when you look at this right here, let's scroll down a little bit and see what the book is about. Gambarag, Gambaragara. Let's take a look at what it is. If you look at the table of contents of what it's about, Gambaraga, Another World, Part One, Stanley's. Actually, it wasn't um, Morton's, it's another guy, but uh, let, me, let me show you his name right now. The Lost White Tribe, Equatorial Africa. This is according to Henry Stanley. His name was Henry Stanley. So these are some of the maps in the 1800s he's using. Late 19th century Bond Street passed through the Porches part of London. It's grand houses and art galleries not far from the bustle of Piccadilly and Regent Street. Yet in the fall of 1885, a reporter named David Kerr founded a dark, founded a dark corridor of tall, grim buildings of which Henry Martin Stanley's mansion was the tallest and grimmest of all. Nothing about the place suggested to Kerr that it belonged to the world's most famous explorer, a man who had crossed the African continent, charted the Congo, and found the British missionary, David Livingston. Kerr pushed through the bustle of a splash pedestrians and rang at Stanley's door. So anyway, Stanley come to the door. And this is Stanley, by the way. That's a picture of him. And he started to claim that there was a white tribe in Africa. Hold on one second. Indeed, I do stand by Some 10 years earlier, he had encountered what he called the white race of Gambaragara. So he said he encountered, it was in Matisse's country that you met those white Africans from Gambaragara. Wasn't it? Do you really think there are a whole nation of them in the interior? As some people say, Stanley replied, indeed, I do. In August 1876, his dispatch about the discovery had appeared in the pages of the New York Herald and then raced around the world. Reprinted, paraphrased, excerpted by dozens of newspapers across the United States and Europe, the Hartford Current ran the story under the title, White People in Africa. A new race of light-colored people in the African mountains. So this guy, this anthropologist, came out and said that, hey, there's this white Africans, the store country to circulate that Stanley's return. He frequently spoke about the white Africans. The white race of Africa soon became a subject of interest for scientists as well. They debated Stanley's discovery in scientific journals on both sides of the Atlantic. By the time Stanley met with Kerr in 1885, his expedition account was taken so seriously that reports were on the way to confirm it. You familiar with this guy, Stanley, um, by the way, Unc? Talking no, about how no, he, he found one. white tribes in, in, in Africa called the Gambaragara. Gamba, Gambaragara. <laughs> white race of Gambaragara. And all over the world, man. And, and people don't realize this white tribe, they trying to do what you talked about before you jumped off about the Hamitic stuff. Because remember, originally the Hamitic folks was white folks. People didn't know they were under, they, they, were, they were actually called Caucasians at one point. And then they switched it up. So now this guy's going around saying that there's white people there. Come to find out, 
Stanley was BSing, ain't nobody find nothing, no gambaragara, nothing at all. Um, hold on one second. All right. Yet it has not continued to the present. Gambaragara has been forgotten, despite the widespread interest in the story at the time and its influence on a number of important historical figures. Historians have been largely silent on Stanley's white tribe. Early biographers mentioned Gambaragara specifically, but more recent books about Stanley have said little on the topic and none talks of his encounters with the white people living in the heart of Africa. Richard Hall Stanley, published in 1974, gives the discovery of Mount Gambaragara two sentences, a high watermark. Since then, Gambaragara has dis disappeared from the Stanley literature, even James Newman's excellent imperial footprints, which recreates each of Stanley's expeditions with attention paid to why Stanley made it, what transpired along the way, and what happened afterward as a result. Makes no mention of these episodes. So Gambaragara is out the door. The white yeah. folks made it up, and the white folks took it away. Uh -huh. They giveth and taketh away. <laughs> giveth and they taketh. So yeah, let's stop for a minute, yo. We having we got close to two hundred people in here, man. It must be because you on here, yo, my friend, my friend. Hey, get them likes up, man. Get the likes up, man. We appreciate the support, man. We banging right now. Um, All right, so let me bang on you for a minute. Don't bang. Stop. We gotta get the oh. likes up. Then you can bang. Nah, you Bobby Banger. You can't change who you are, beloved. That's I know, but I want to get the likes up on the show. Let me slow down. Let me slow it down. Let's get some likes up because this is the portion we're going to bang. I put the um, put the link in there, man. Y'all can hop on. Um, Y'all already know, yo. Uh, I say, I say to you, I don't wrong the elders for putting out information we find wrong today. I'm on that side. I'm sympathetic. Now, I know what we, we push in scientific literacy. Yeah. But... I say the elders' work are st can still be used today with whatever we find in here that can be confirmed through science. Because we are thinking from a scientific mind. Mm -hmm. So even though the person is wrong, we can now share what climate they were in and what they had access to. And, and I told you when I was in my car earlier, Dr. Ben is the darkest of the darkest black men. J.A. Rogers was what we call a yellow Jamaican dude. He was mad light-skinned. So he had, to me, better access than Dr. Ben. This is why his works included stuff that a lot of people didn't go to the libraries that he went to, and he bragged about that. You know, Dr. Clark always said he was one of the biggest inspirations for him. But J.A. Rogers, the greatest, I call him the GOAT. He, he got these moors and these... Um, these Native American claimants and the Hebrew Israelites going crazy right now with his information. But at the time, this is what it is. That's what it is, bro. You can't, you can't, you can't. I'm not knocking J.A. Rogers. I'm not at that point yet. But I'm saying this is the works that they produce. And we still got to stand on their shoulders, although they were wrong. Because if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be researchers. Think about it. We read in their books and say, yo, I want to see how he got that. Let me practice how he got that. He went to the library. So now we got libraries online. We could stay home right now and be scholars. Um, um, we could go on. I, I got the British, I went to the British Library, I got the passes, I got all the stuff, the IDs. I got, I got, yo, bro, I got ID for the British Library, yo. When I went there, it was deep. And I and I tell people about this King James stuff. I went into, I don't know if I told you this, um, I went into the National Archives and the dude pulled out a book. And you know how we are. 
You pull out a book. I ain't never seen them pictures of King James in my life. I started taking pictures. I put them in the back. I'm like, yo, look at this. Look at this. Look at this, guys. Boom, 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 boom. He said, then he said to me, oh, you can get this book at this spot. I'm like, we going there right now. We going to get this book right now. We going to get this right now. Nile Valley, you got two two accounts. You got to kick out one This out. meeting is being recorded. Oh, um, you got you to kick out Yeshua, Libya, Nile, or the other one. Oh, they just got two files. You got two files in there. Oh, going to be an echo in a minute. But yeah, but we now have access. You know, I'm taking pictures of the book, and I'm just fascinated by these images of King James that I've never seen on the internet. So I'm like, yo, I got to cop this book, man. And I had to buy the book before I left the UK. I had to. Book is full of daggers. Yeah, so let me share my screen. So what side you on then, Garfield? Goddamn, it sounds like you double talking. No, nah, I'm not on nobody. I'm, I'm on whatever side you not on, I'm on that side. I'm picking the other side. <laughs> let's, let's I'm come picking to, the other side. So let's, let's come to Britannica, right? Let's come to Charles Darwin. This is Charles Darwin. What Darwin got right and wrong about evolution, right? See, everybody thinks Charles Darwin got everything right. He fucking didn't. But nobody's running around calling the man pseudo. Nobody's doing that. He got it wrong. He said, although, although Darwin's theory of natural selection was basically correct in the late 1860s, he proposed a theory that was very wrong. That theory, uh, pagnogenesis was an attempt to explain variation amongst individuals in a species. Offsprings and sexual species display a mix of traits from both of their parents. Siblings look different from one another, but they also share features. Largely on the basis of an Australian botanist, George Mendel, that's the one that dealt with the variation, the alleles, right? Work, work we know that traits are produced by genes, specifically alleles, see? Any one of the two or more genes that occur ultimately at a given site on the chromosomes. And the ad that came over there. Let me get this person in. Let these people in here. The point I want to make here is, the point I want to make here is, ladies and gentlemen, that nobody's running around calling them shoot over the first day going, advocates of church. <laughs> Nobody's calling that dude that. You gotta be a church advocate. Let me get this out of here. You gotta be a church advocate, afraid to death, there's some kind of way evolution gonna take your God away to call that man a pseudo. So he had limitations during this time. And I keep talking about this mindset, right? There's, there's two uh, crazy mindsets that feed right into our believing brain, right? One of, them is, one of them is that you believe that our elders could never make no goddamn mistakes. And, and, and based off the fact that they was fighting against racism, white supremacy, right? That, 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 that anything that a white person come back and kick them on, you know what I'm saying? They wild for doing our elders like that. So that's one mindset you got. Boom, you locked in. You will never change that. And so you continue to promote the information that the elders promoted, no matter how incorrect it was. And you keep doing it. And when somebody say something to you, you be like, yo, yo, you going against the elders. That's the one mindset, right? The second mindset is not understanding science. And it's an honor in science to get your shit proven wrong because that's basically what scientists do. They prove shit wrong, right? Simple as that. 
One more mindset is, which is ugly. You forget the time and space that they was producing this information, and you forget why I know why I follow them, the, the those brothers. I didn't follow them because they was preaching a black theology. Once I really got my thing together, I followed them because they gave me something that that that, that would allow me to check up on their motherfucking ass. They gave me not something. Not at the onset, though. Not at the onset, though. You wouldn't say that for the onset of when, because I, I, when you read, you can't tell me you picked up black man in the Nile and the family and you wasn't in blackology immediately. You can't now, tell me. No, when I picked up the black man in the Nile, which was late in my career. Oh, late. Okay. Okay. Definitely late in my career. I, I, it was, okay. Now you make me fucking got to give the story. Okay. Here's the story with me and Dr. First of all, I looked at a whole goddamn tape of document and who the fuck I was looking at. Let's get that straight. All right. This was in probably 1995, maybe 1995, maybe 1999, uh, no, 87, 88, 88, 89. Right. Uh, I was out the Marine Corps and I started my journey on getting high off of heroin and cocaine. It wasn't the first time I fucked with heroin and cocaine because I was in high school doing the shit. Sniffing, we were sniffing, getting money in high school. I was getting money since fucking high school, right? So there's a mindset there that 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 the kids of the day aren't privy to. So today you have signs that say "Say no to drugs," right? Uh, there's a climate though. Watch this. Y'all gonna get when I say this. So in today's world, right, it's okay to drink syrup. On the videos, they got the cups. Hey, the flavor, you know? Uh, right, uh, right, 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 right. Okay, but the underlying factor is that that's a depressant, that's a drug right there, right? That's the same drug I was sniffing. I was sniffing heroin. The same properties that you find in heroin, you find in the syrup, the syrup, right? Same goddamn thing, one in powder form, ladies and gentlemen, and one in syrup. So, so now it is actually socially accepted to drink syrup and to produce music videos promoting the drinking of syrup. So back in my time, it was socially accepted because rich people sniffed cocaine and people with money and drug dealers sniffed heroin. So it was socially accepted, you know what I'm saying, during my time coming up to do these things. It wasn't out the box. Hell, Richard Pryor was, was freebasing. This shit was for rich people, right? So the mindset that y'all got on that shit now, yo, is totally different. So I'm showing you how in different time periods, Things are viewed differently, and you got to have all of this in account when you're doing anything. So I say all that to say is, so I had to end up going to my to one of my best friends, Rob. It's my man, Rob. Rob was actually the first guy. He he went to jail. <laughs> I think he's been going to jail early in my life. Went to jail for three years. He used to sell dope on Emerson Avenue. Right, right across the street from the underground. If y'all know anything about that, then y'all know what the hell I'm talking about, man. He gets locked up, right? He with my man Stringer, all right? Now they call him Stringer, right? And he with Keith Massenberg. Shout out to Keith Massenberg. Another one of my friends that went to jail for fucking ever. Home. He comes home from jail and he has this new message. Now remember, we, it was so accepted to sniff heroin and cocaine, right? He comes home with a new message of, Yo, you don't gotta get high no more. What, nigga? That's all we do, nigga. We drink, we smoke, we get money, we get high, we sniff. He's like, nah, 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 nah. 
No, no, no. No, you don't get high no more, yo. We still get money. We don't get high. Like, yeah, whatever, nigga. Right? So, so, so he he gets the pack. And of course, I'm gonna be the one to sell it because I'm still in the motherfucking hood. Right? He needs somewhere to sell this shit. He coming from jail, yo. I got the whole neighborhood locked down. I can get rid of this shit and I do it. I didn't stop getting hot. I just act like I did. He knew I act like it did, but 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 I'm saying it was it, it was so a part of my life and our lives, right? That if you gave me enough, I was so much of a fucking hustler that I could curb the way I did shit. So I'll just say, well, I won't smoke no more. Watch this. I won't smoke cocaine because I never smoked crack. Right. I smoked. I freebased. I cooked it up and smoked it. So I said, OK, I won't smoke it no more with the pipe. That's real intense. What I'll do is I'll put it in my marijuana. Now I got y'all going because a lot of y'all still put that shit in your marijuana. They call it smoking dirty now. Wow. Right. Put it in my marijuana. So now I could smoke it in my marijuana, which doesn't get you stuck and you can get up and go. So now I'm starting to get money. Right. I get money and I fall again. Right. He gets out the game for a moment, but we made a lot of money. Matter of fact, put that nigga through college. That's how much wow. money we made. He he goes to uh, the Eastern Shore and he gets a job, right, with Houston's, right? He becomes a manager. First thing, it was a great thing for this nigga to make. He was making 30000 He was like, oh, shit, this nigga making 30000 It was a big thing back then. Street niggas, right? Now, now he's managing a restaurant in charge of it. I go down there and dry out. I get to his house and guess what he gives me? He gives me two items, ladies and gentlemen. Let me show you the first item he gives me. Lie to you not. This is the first item he gives me. Boom. He had gotten this work while he was in college. He never read this shit. Black Athena book one. Okay, it's a big motherfucking book I'm gonna, I'm gonna read. And then and then he gives me, he gives me a, 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 a tape, Dr. Ben. So I put the fucking tape in and I'm sitting back. And I see these like like a, a, a store, a ram's head. I'm like the drum. I want. I ain't never heard no goddamn drums at this point. African drum shit. I'm telling you, bro. Like all I knew was that street shit, and I knew about the street shit, and I knew about the Jews because I was raised in Jewish neighborhood. So I understood the Jewish religion real well. I put the tape in. These drums going off, and then Doctor Ben come up there, and he makes one of the most profound statements I had ever heard in my entire human existence to that point. The, the person asked the question, Dr. Ben, do you believe in God? I'm like, oh. I listen, this man says out of his mouth, he said, no. He said, the only God I know is my mama. He said, because my mama birthed me. And before my mama birthed me, I don't know nothing. I say, oh, shit. <laughs> Called me and she feed me. She raised me. I say, why the fuck does that make so much sense? So I watched the tape, yo. But I lied enough. When I end up going back to Baltimore, yo, I spent years trying to feel why the fuck that makes so much sense. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't bring it together, right? I was like, why? I never heard nobody say the the, the God piece was simply your mother and the rest of that shit is some. I had never heard that, yo. And it was it was groundbreaking and it was shocking. So even when I was still running around getting high, that shit stayed right here. And I would always say, why does that make I couldn't figure out why it made so much sense, right? So okay, so after I did all the street shit and got all the money and got out the game, right? Retired, right? You know, I got a Melakayo book from one of my lieutenants. And I say this all the time. We in the house, we counting, counting all the bread out every night. And he always had 
a stack of books on the fucking table, right? And he was like, yo, they take one of these, and I got the tape. So I got the tape. Huh? That's Dr. York, man. Dr. York froze you up, bro. Nah, 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 nah. I actually got into the York shit when they was when they was atheists banging on Christian Islam and all that shit. So I got it in a good space. Nuapa. Yeah. Okay. So we strictly breaking down, you know, is the God in the Bible real? Doing all that shit. But I'm reading the book that my lieutenant had gave me, and I'm looking at the tapes. He's killing the Bible, yo. Yeah, I'm saying like, like, like if if Cain killed Abel, he goes to the land of Nod. Right, then who the fuck was he running from? Who was who he scared of to go to land now if ain't nobody but Adam Eve? Shit like that. You're like, oh shit. So I get caught in that shit for five years. Right. And I and and, and going through that process, I kind of understand a little bit of what Dr. Ben was saying. When I get out of the whopping shit and start to read Dr. Ben and John V. Clark and them, right? I was in a bookstore in Baltimore, Maryland, off Pennsylvania Avenue. Uh, I forget what the fuck is the name of the bookstore. Y'all know what the damn bookstore is, man. And I'm standing up there talking shit with that new wife and shit. And the dude was in there talking about John. He was like, I don't fuck with no Malachi. Yo, I fuck with John because I was like, John who? John Hickok, and he beat me. We we fighting. We going at it. But I was like, wow. And he mentioned Dr. Ben. I say, oh, shit. And he put me over there. I said, oh, that's a nigga on that tape. Damn. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and so this was my progression when I read the book, Evolution. So I thought I read the fucking book. I thought I read the book. I thought I did. I read the shit. I read through it. How do we read books? Right? You try to go through cover to cover. Shit gets you hard. I'm reading. I'm like, all right, some shit I'm just not connecting to, right? And I go to the African history class, Auburn Avenue, right? Go down there. I join the church because you got to join the church to get the discount. I stand up in front of the congregation and they lit me in, so now I get the discount. So I'm fighting to get this history class done. Shout out, shout out to the African history teacher. All right? And and they talking evolution. I'm like, what? Nah, I'm giving all kinds of reasons why evolution is fucking. What, what, one second, um, I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna jump right back on. Okay, give me a second. I'll be right back. All right. So we, we uh, I'm trying to say the humans start in different parts of the world, right? Remember, I still don't got the answer to why that shit makes so much sense about your mother giving birth to you. That's possibly the only God you got, right? But I'm trying to explain evolution. I'm saying Charles Darwin, white boy shit is crazy. That's nonsense. And I'm trying to explain humanity in different places, giving birth, counting, all kind of crazy shit, right? And, and, and this guy, he, the African history class, he beat me up. He's like, okay, we're going to take it slow. So I'm actually standing up in front of people teaching this shit. We got about 20, 30 people in the class. And I'm trying to defeat this nigga with Dr. Ben and John Diops and all them niggas. He's killing me with these elders, right? But remember I told you, I thought I had read the book. I did what most people do, yo. They never understand the evolutionary part of it, yo. At the end of me trying to teach the class in front of people for about a month and a half straight, yo, this, this elder woman looked me in my damn face and say, um, what the hell problem do you got with monkeys and chimpanzees? I thought you was, thought you love Africa. If you love Africa, you love Africa for what it got to offer. That's all the animals I think. What? What's your problem with that connection to that? I was like, damn, she got me right there. I realized, yo, that as I was claiming to be African and claiming to love Africa, I was actually ignoring the things that Africa had brought to the world. Animals, germs, disease, all that shit. I realized, yo, that in the African context, right, the way they fix their religions, 
right? And this is not just Africa, this is in India, Australia. They connect themselves to everything in nature. Now, the monotheistic religions, they separate themselves from nature, right? And they actually claim that there's a God that created this, that created creation. But in the indigenous context, they always, be, you know, they out there. And so, and everything is relevant to them. They, they, you know, they hunt gatherers. These religions start in the hunter gatherers and, 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 and they eat the squirrels. They eat the rabbits, the beavers, the beavers build the dams and, and create pools where fish are, where they can fish. So they have a profound respect for the beaver and they deify it because the, the, the beaver actually damming up, the, the, the creates a, what you would call a, a small lake, allows fish to be there, easy to catch. And so they get substance for that. Same in Africa and Isle Valley. You feel me? The shit, people die in the river. Animals, alligators, crocodiles eat people, eat animals. They fall to the bottom. The shit floods. It brings up this dark black soot, which allows farming. So they respect all that. Monotheism, they claim that there's a deity that made everything. It's a total separation right there. I, and, and I say all this to say is, once I realized that we got a connection to everything, then the only thing that actually explains my connection to all the animals and all the plants would be biology and evolution. I say, oh shit, we sitting in school as students, we have science class, right? Science class actually has the answers, right? For, for, for who we are, right? But the biblical narratives and the creation stories, you know what I'm saying? It's just mythology of particular people. It doesn't really explain it. From that point on, I was on a mission of science. And that's why I'm sitting here right now, because the best chance for us to understand our existence and the best chance for us to understand our biological origins is through science, which has checks and balances. So the shift for me is very, very deep. It's very, very heavy. And this is why we fight the way we fight. Man, we got a whole panel on this joint, man. Hey, Cedric, man, pseudo kill official, man. Welcome to your own damn show, man. Pseudo kill official, uh, bro. Pseudo killers official, beast of the God killer. I want to say uh, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Uh, however you celebrate it, it's a time to be with your family. It's getting cold, nice food, share memories. So I uh, hope everybody enjoy it. Watch the game later, whichever game you're watching, whether it be soccer, football, enjoy it. To answer the question um, posed, it's easy. No, the elders did not fail us. If there were no elders, we would not be here where we are today. Yeah. What, what is a reality, though, is the state of mind that you, the individual, have in your relationship to the elders. Do you respect the elders for their groundbreaking work, for their, for their impetus into us truly and fundamentally understanding our position in reality? Or do you deify them and do the wrong thing with your elders? So now if you deify them, you haven't learned what they have been teaching us, which is to continue the learning process. My initial inclination and understanding, people got to understand, as scientifically literate as I was, I was socially dumb. Why? My education process in a colony didn't allow for 
us to explore not our own local history, nor our African roots. So I was somebody that would, uh, about 15 years ago, tell you plain and simple, no, I know African. I'm from St. Martin. I was born in Kerala, so I know African. What are you talking about? Plain up, straight up, never having a connection, even though I fundamentally understand genetics. <laughs> this is the manipulation that, that, that is a reality. Thanks to the elders. Now, let me tell you the first time I heard a doctor about a Dr. Ben, your canon. Polite, talking and mentioning this individual and Dr. Ben said, and Dr. Ben said, so being scientifically inclined, the first thing you do is, who is this individual and what does he have to say? After you listen to what he have to say, the second thing you need to do is fact check what he said. And then you go on the journey that you end up where we are today and not get stuck discussing the flaws in their arguments. Because as a scientifically literate person, you would accept that there be flaws in the arguments. I expect 20 years from now, the information that we have been bringing out be further scrutinized, further examined and built upon. That's a scientific process. If 20 years from now people are saying, Ang said, Ang said, then we have a problem. That religious mind, state of mind, the believer's mind, like you like to say. So no, at no point in time can we hold the elders responsible for the ignorance that some choose to maintain today, whether it's a crutch to, 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 to make less the value of, of our understanding by means of them so wanting to hold on to outdated information themselves. <laughs> they want to hold on to outdated information, but claiming the elders are pseudo for using the information of their time. This is scientific illiteracy. <laughs> we can examine Darwin and we can even go to Newton Newton, at a certain point, had made a God of the gaps fallacy. Where his knowledge failed him, he placed a God of the gaps. Mm -hmm. Einstein subsequently reached to a point where he said, God would not create a universe that is not, uh, that is not sequential because he couldn't unify the two theories. And he, although he could identify quantum theory, he was against it because of, his, of him also being stuck at a certain point and applying a fallacy of God of the gaps. Instead of understanding he has a problem in front of him and trying to figure it out, he went to a conclusion and used God. Now we understand these fallacies. And that's why we are here today because we teach scientific literacy. We refer to the groundbreaking work of the elders. However, we always bring you the latest and up-to-date information. So when the red herring is consistently being created, when we got them trapped, what did they do? They bring up Dr. Ben. When we got them trapped, they bring up Shekhar <laughs> No, 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 stay right here with us, right here in 2022 with updated, correct information. 
Another thing, you always bring out textbooks. There's, and, and we run past these stop signs. A textbook not only brings you the information, but it is structured in a way to build your understanding to a point where you can have certain levels of conversation and discussion. It is far too often that we are having discussions. People are bringing up sources. We see their, 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 their lack of contextualization of the information and they play out inability to comprehend the information that is there because the foundation work hasn't been laid. These are some of the issues that we need to highlight when we're confronted with it instead of having to put the information that is up to date through the rigors of unscientific process of defending scholarship to people who don't understand it. There's no need to defend scholarship. There's no two sides to the vaccine discussion. <laughs> there isn't. There's just science and that's it. Hey. We got a we got a nice crowd here, man. Let me, uh, boy, I appreciate that. I appreciate the words of wisdom you just expressed, man, and that's important. And last time I checked, ain't nobody putting up no damn Diop's book and Dr. Ben book saying, "Yo, this is this is the latest top notch information on such and such." No, nobody don't do that shit, dog. Right? And the fact they try to characterize people like that, I I had to I had to admit that they was on some fucking bullshit and doing it on purpose. So whenever y'all say that type of shit, that means y'all on some bullshit. That means y'all not respecting the game. Well, well I'll tell you what, respect game, yo, or see goddamn flames. So let's see who came on the next five. Who was first? Was it you, Jeremiah? Or was it James? Well, I'm ready to talk. I don't know if he's, I think he's spoken somewhere. Um, but, uh, you know, having a better understanding of your experience you came through some shit. Now, I had a slightly different experience. You know, in my environment, I was with the rich that you speak of. So I ain't new to this. So I commend you for the journey that you took to arrive at this, uh, you know, juncture uh, regarding scientific literacy, brother. I mean, it's very, very commendable. And uh, I, wanted to, I wanted to say something to Garfield while he was here regarding his... Uh, his upcoming debate, but I'm going to stand by for that until he gets back. Okay. All right. He might be back. Uh, where you at, Jeremiah? Unmute yourself. Where you at? All right. Don't come in talking. How about you now, Valley Hebrew? Where you at? Please. Please. How you, how you said? All right. What's on your mind? Stay to the right. conference. Go ahead. What's good? All right. All right. All right. All right. It's a beautiful combo, man. It's a beautiful, man. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, I remember when we were dealing with science uh, I remember you used to make some uh, some profound statements uh, about scientific things. And uh, that took me on a journey of uh, absence of evidence doesn't mean evidence of absence. Mm -hmm. So that journey, as far as evolution is concerned. You know, we got people that's here and there with it. But uh, factual history stands alone. It needs no counterpart. Uh, eventually, I just want to say, shout out to you. You know what I'm saying? The walk of life, we know what type of time, you know what I'm saying? We are. 
we we give ourselves on a pat a pat on the back for our elevation. If don't nobody else give us, you know. But uh, other than that, I'm gonna let the uh, conversation progress, and I'm gonna chime in. Need you know, I don't know too much talking, but I feel it's relevant. You know what I'm saying. All right, bro. Appreciate you coming through, man. Um, appreciate that. All right. Um, yeah, that's real, man. So, I mean, you know, just getting there. And so, you know, that story I gave y'all was actually explaining how, you know, uh, I, I, I came uh, to, to this by that one statement that Dr. Ben made. And now I can actually give y'all the explanation when he meant, when he made the statement that before he was born, he knew nothing. That's the truth. <laughs> and, and, and all he know is that his mother raised him and fed him and put him in a position to get into the world. And that's real. And so what he was basically trying to say is, is that human beings make God. And a lot of times out of ignorance and fear, fear of their natural environment. And I think this is important for y'all to get that. Fear of your natural environment you know, that's why they feed the gods because they don't want the gods to get mad because that daggone uh, volcano blew up and killed everybody in the village. And so God must have been mad. We didn't appease the gods. So that hurricane came through, that tornado came through. God must be mad, right? That that forest fire that started nationally burned down everything and killed all of us. The gods are mad. So we got to figure out a way to appease the gods to have good luck and, and, and good, and, and man, good luck and, and 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 flourishing. What's up, No Saints? What's good? What's on your mind, man? Hey, Young. How you doing, man? How you doing today? Good old killer fish. What's up with you? Hey, man. Yeah, it's been a while since I've been in here. Um, first of all, I just want to say something. I'm fascinated and I admire your journey. Uh, the fact you came on here and you 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 went through all the stuff that you said you went through the different, but just the different stages you went through. Everybody takes a different path to where they're going, and not everybody necessarily gets to where we're at. We're at in our lives when you have a belief system to get out of that belief system, and I, I truly believe it's just because I remember when I made my journey out of a belief system that the biggest thing I had a trouble letting go of is I didn't want to let go of maybe there were my afterlife right something that I couldn't <laughs> something I couldn't prove right I didn't want to let go of that because you know uh what's after you so what happens after you die well truly you know none of us really know what happens but we have a good idea that uh, I mean most some of us have a good idea that it's uh, uh you pretty much you know change your uh composition <laughs> your your, your uh, proteins and everything they dissolve and and, you know, fertilize or whatever, what have you. But what I want to say was, um, you know, and I, and I have a sister, uh, a younger sister that's still in a, uh, you know, still in the delusion and man, it, it, it's so hard when you're on that side to, to get out of it, but to listen to what you went through, I'm just, I'm, first of all, I'm happy that nothing awful happened to you, you know, uh, sounds like you grew up, you know, uh, in a, in, you know, in a rough area. No, uh, hold on. Let's clear this up because I never want to put off fault. No, I grew up in a in an excellent area of homeowners. I walked my crazy ass down the street about fly box to the hood. Everybody know with Northern Parkway, there's a divide line. You, when you go across, you got Upper Park Heights and Lower Park Heights, right? You got Rice Town and Rogers. So I was actually um, Reuben Avenue, right across from Rhythm Skate and all that. 
Murray Steakhouse, and you walk your ass down the street, right? I lived on Reuben Avenue. You got Narcissus, John Quill, Reuben Avenue, all homeowners, nice houses. I walk, you walk down the street to the liquor store where the liquor store is and all that. Um, hilltop. I walk my ass down the hilltop, and 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 that's what and that's where the world's met. So no, I wasn't okay. I, at first, right? Lucille Avenue. That's why I got them shoes called Lucille Park, right? That was the hood. You know what I'm saying? And and my mother, by the time I reached the age of 12, got me out of there. I got you. So no, I wasn't, no, I never was that nigga. But what I was was on some in-betweens. <laughs> but go ahead though. I just no, I, no, 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 I'm just saying, like to listen to your to your walk and to and you know, I didn't realize that you were part of the uh what is it? I guess Dr. York, right? You were part of the Nuwabians. Yep, yeah. And and uh you you just just the walk through to get where you're at now it was fascinating to me to listen to your story. Um, I, I didn't have that kind of a that quite that kind of a leap. I just went from <laughs> believing in something into you know reading and 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 letting go of things that you know because everybody always oh we're not we didn't come from monkeys which is always you know yeah yeah it's always the go to we didn't come, so you feel like well I'm but then you kind of realize wait well, yeah wait up wait up. You know, what are we then? We are animals, right? We're animals. Mm-hmm. It's not a negative thing. And then you start looking it's like, wait, some of these animals are pretty cool. So what? who am I to say that our species is any more superior than any other species? <laughs> you know, uh, we just have a, we just can communicate and share ideas and all that kind of stuff. But no, I just want to say that, man. Uh, I saw you in here and, and uh, I just found it fascinating. Nah, you spoke to being here, man. You know what it is, man. Pseudo killer official. More things. Yeah. Pseudo killer official. You know what it is, bro. Is that Garfield? No, no. that's Cedric. How you doing? Oh, Cedric. Hey, Cedric. Yeah, all, up, me, all them Caribbean guys sounding like. What's up, Sid? Hey, man. How you doing? <laughs> what are you saying, JJ? I'm just having fun, man. I ain't going to start uh, no shit today with you. I'm about to say, what's up? It's a peaceful day. <laughs> Hey, for, for you, for you pagans, man, I'm, I'm gonna be thankful for you today. Yeah. <laughs> can't come I'll be thankful. No I ain't gotta put ass whooping on you today. That's all you be thankful for that. <laughs> What's up, Jeremiah? <laughs> Jeremiah, shalom, Jeremiah. What's up? Man? Peace and blessings, I'm, man. That whole block. Jeremiah, what, what is it that you want to tell? What's about? up to you, no know, sir? Oh man, all right. I, you know, I'm a pseudo killer, man. I'm the first Israelite pseudo killer, man. You know, this is my third home. But pseudo, <laughs> yeah. But pseudo, hey, Black Lion Supreme. I, I really want to call them out, man. Have a discussion with them, part two. You know, uh, JJ, honestly, you're you seeking, know? and and you're in the right place because after I beat you up and I proved that. And and I prove that you can't prove there's no God that, that yeah, you have yeah, no yeah. evidence for God. Yeah, I'm gonna get you on the right hey, side tell, of the tell, track. Tell no, them what's up coming. Hey, tell, tell them, tell them what's up coming between you and I. Tell them. After my JJ, debate, JJ is gonna debate me. He's gonna he's gonna provide us with evidence for God. First, he's gotta understand basic premises of certain things. Arguments aren't evidence. No argument that you bring is evidence. You already, so you're gonna you understand that a claim. Is in evidence, and we're gonna deal with the presuppositions that you have, and then we're gonna see what we make. Well, JJ, you know, well, look, well, look, we got to us. negotiate the terms behind the scenes since we got stipulations now. I didn't know I had to, hey, I didn't know I had hey. to do all that to get into hey, a debate. JJ, 
you know Cedric dealing with the science, so yeah, I'm an Israelite. I'm an Israelite brother. I love you to death. And who was that right there speaking? It's the Nile Valley Hebrew. Yeshua living in us. Now, before you go into it, I said you said you love me to death, but it was it was a butt that was getting ready to come up. Go ahead. Yeah, it's a big butt. But listen, you know. If you ain't dealing with science, man, testable theories, if you ain't using a scientific method, you cannot uh, prove a supernatural yeah. deity by uh -huh. using natural scientific methods. It won't happen, JJ. So you just going to a hey, council, a Hebrew council. You just telling me I, I might, I need, I might, I might need to change the title or fall back on that. <laughs> no, no. Is that what, what you're saying to, to me? No. Are you, you saying you, you can't prove your God? No, no, Mr. Israelite. No, Speak I'm on. telling you, you need to play the offense. Put him on the defense. Prove yeah, yeah, my yeah, God yeah. isn't yeah. real. That's what you need to do. See, if you is if you got a debate by proving yeah, God is real, that you only up. it's one sided. So he don't have to prove yeah. nothing. He, right. You just have to prove your God is real. He can doubt everything you come up with. You get what I'm yeah. saying? So if you make it uh, fair by putting him on the defense, then yeah. I personally, I think it won't be no debate because he's not going to take a debate if you ask him, prove my God is not real. He can never do that. Right. He can never prove it. He can never yeah, do that. I, I think that's... Hey, hey, listen, Sandra. That's asking me to prove, to prove, See, to prove. He wanted uh, one side. He wanted yeah, one I side. I think both of us is Cedric, Cedric, this is what prove. I'm going to do. Brother Cedric, I'm going to prove that my God is real, and you're going to prove that, that, he, don't, that he, he don't exist. That, that's that exactly fair? what I'm going to do. You're going to prove si scientifically. You got you, you to use science. Uh-uh. All I gotta uh -oh. do is defeat your arguments. Like, 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 and like, say, like, 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 uh, and necessary. Where and if geometry. necessary, I'll use, I'll use, I'll use science where and if necessary. But you're That's gonna go philosophical arguments that I have counters for. And Satra got a point there, JJ, because you can't use science. You can't use modern day uh, testable hypothesis and theories to approve uh, supernatural, you can't do it. Because sure. you can take the you can take Brother Cedric to a Baba Lao that has a shrine and the Baba Lao can conjure his de a God or deity up right in front of him. He still wouldn't believe it. Like you can like these you can go right to Africa and, and sh show him a priest and the priest say, yeah, he's talking to spirits. He still wouldn't believe it. He still think nothing is after the afterlife. Like he don't believe you could talk to spears, and that's African. We African. That's that's, that's African, right? Yeah. But yeah, that's what we do. But he won't believe that. So you cannot use uh, modern day natural tools to prove something that's supernatural. You never. Yeah, so we're gonna have to come up with a more even topic, bro. Yeah, you never be able to. You, you, you try to put me in the trick bag. Hey, he's trying to put me in the trick bag. <laughs> That's no trick bag. Before, yeah, before I can argue and debate whether whether no, your religion has no, merit, we have to no. first have to no, he had it. Look, said knew he had a touchdown. Said hey, knew, hey, like, oh yeah, I got it. <laughs> yeah. He he, man. From when I beat up the, the, the three, uh, the three, the three Jamaican brothers, him, Stu Peas, and, and Google Scholar. That's how I'm trying to get revenge. 
We have evolution in real time. You accept microevolution, right, JJ? Nope. They don't know what you it can, is. You can watch, you can watch the speciation happening. You see the differences in the different breeds of dogs, right? That's so you can see that there 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 are significant changes from one from one specimen to the next, right? That's how we have different breeds of dog. That is what we consider microevolution, right? Hmm. But a, but again, a wolf, microevolution, for example, we can identify that when we see, for example, uh, uh, let, let's look at the uh, real time, the, 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 the virus, COVID-19. Right. We, we, we went from the original strain, and after thousands and thousands of mutations, eventually what we got was the establishment of significant other strains, the, the beta the Delta, uh, and uh, and finally the Omicron. And today we have the Omicron that has subvariants. So it's COVID-19. However, the the we are seeing significant dif differences in the, 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 the strain, the activity, and how it actually performs, right? So we're seeing microevolution in real time. Yeah. We accept that, right? I'm listening, brother. So yeah. now... Microevolution over a long period of time, a significant period of time, will eventually result in macroevolution. At okay. one point in time, the difference between the subspecies and the original species is going to become so distinct that they could no longer re reproduce. At that point, you have now a completely new organism. So 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 let me ask you a question, family. So you saying that human beings are evolving as well, right? So it takes like a thousand or two, a couple of thousands of years for us to like change. So what I'm saying is no, 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 no. How long does it change? No, I'm asking. I'm just asking. I'm trying to learn, bro. Go ahead. But you did a little bit of when we talk about evolution and observable evolution, it is a process that is happening daily. Your offspring. Uh, are, are different than you. And their offspring yeah. are going to be slightly different than you. And it's over millions of years and snapshots in between that we can actually identify evolution. So no, it's not over a period of thousousands of years. We don't oh, okay, actually so millions of years. Okay. macro evolution. So who was, that, who was that millions of years ago to, to get the first snapshot? I by freeze, we're going to answer that <laughs> Come on. We got you. No, you good. So I'm yeah, just messing. Make sure y'all sure go to I like that. Check that out. Put that back up right there. Hey, man, make sure y'all go to the Abju store, man. That's cold right. out there, man. Get your Space Age Africans, man. Yeah. Uh, that's nice. Who that do you want to slide? You got a Black Friday sale? 
<laughs> you better not. You better not say yeah. You better not, nigga. I'm a business, bro. This Thursday, though, you you so you got a so you got a a, a, a discount Thursday sale, right? We no. we don't do Black Friday, right? I, mean, I do whatever we do. I'm a business man. I ain't listening to uh, none of this guy. So I'm gonna catch you tomorrow. I want to get one of them joints. Yeah, holler at me, y'all. I got you. Right. Let me get that red one. How much? That, how much you selling that red one for? I give you a discount. I ain't gonna say it live. Okay, we yeah, we'll talk behind the scenes. Give me a promotional call. I'm gonna give you the discount. I got you. That's everybody yeah. want to buy something. I'm gonna discount you. Easy work. You got to do it today. We cannot do Black Friday. Y'all, do y'all know the origins of Black Fridays? Oh, Let's speak on that. Like save some money. I don't give a damn. Wait a minute. Yeah. Here comes the misinformation. So the principal, wait, uh, hold on. I know uh, no saints uh, spend on Black Friday, don't you? Yeah, don't I you Black you Friday? Know. Don't What's you do no saints? But what, the spin? Yeah. No, I don't know your spin. I know, I know what general knowledge is, what Black Friday is. Speak on it. Basically, that's when all the businesses go into the black from the red to the black at the end of the year when everybody's spending their their money. So they go from the red, uh, which is negative, to the black on the cheeks. Right that's there. what the narrative is. Okay, well, yeah, you're gonna have to hang with us a little more, man, because Black <laughs> Friday is when listen, listen, that's when the slave masters gave discounts this time of year for slaves, bro. All right? What Black oh. Friday? Okay, right. so what's your point, though? I don't keep having. It. We should. What I'm saying, we shouldn't even. You know, we shouldn't even go out. We there shouldn't even want a discount. That's what he's saying. We shouldn't want a discount. That makes crazy. JJ. Nobody even know that JJ. That's my point. That's why I put it. The um. Nah, bro. Who, who's that said? Uh, so so much. See, like like Farrakhan said. No, hold on, money bro. ain't everything. I just ain't everything, but some of you want to put that. Y'all think about look, y'all was crying about Kyrie. Kyrie lost the money, man. Shit, fuck with the mental lights. He all right. He got plenty of millions. JJ, hold on for a minute. I'm listening. Two points of emphasis here. We got. Let's go. Made me forget the fucking point about the evolution that you just fucked up. You gotta write it down. How do we know? First snapshot. Anyway, hold on. Let me let me run this commercial first, man. You got your under off. Man. So, so much like like Farrakhan said. Hello, JJ. Hello, JJ. I didn't even say nothing. That wasn't me. Look, y'all was crying about Kyrie. Kyrie lost the million. Somebody got their video on. Yeah, all right. That's hold smash. on. Plenty of millions. JJ, hold on. Go I'm listening. Made me forget the fucking point about the evolution. Yeah, that was smash. That was you, smash. Hey, man. Look, support the store. All right, uh, support the shit, man. Do all that, man. Uh, you know, show the love. If you don't, it's just what we do. So he has two points. He has, how do we know? Who is that sharing the screen, though? Is that me? Oh, that's you, Smash. Oh, Smash got the ultra Smash background. Hello. I couldn't hear you. What's up? Sean, how the hell is you showing that on the screen? You didn't call out that came in and <laughs> uh, what, what I what I'm show, oh, showing you? Yeah, yeah, I don't know how you doing it, yo. You got something accident. Hold on, what's up with it? What's up, man? Good to have you on, bro. I right, so what 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 I missed the debate? Oh, that was yesterday. Uh, I was looking for it last night when they said it was about to come Clubhouse. up. What, what channel was? It? Oh, Clubhouse. It was Clubhouse. Yeah, he killed us. 
The name What's was that? in the chat. Huh? How can you show us? Man, while I was just listening, logging in, why y'all letting Jeremiah Judah say something about uh slaves giving discounts and shit? You know? I thought this was the pseudo killers. I thought this was the pseudo killers. Damn right. I'm coming here to teach you. Go ahead and get him. Go ahead and get him. Man, I don't know. You're going to have to show me a source on that. Now you picking with me. Hey. Smash, why it's giving, man? Why you trying to pick me? But I'm saying the slaves. I'm not mad about the last time. Think about what you said. But go ahead. Think about So Who they gave the discounts to? The slaves? No. They didn't give it to us. So what the blackness they gave it to whoever wanted to buy. Listen, brother, you asked the question. All right, go ahead. They gave it to whoever wanted to buy a slave. It discounted oh, this time of year, bro. So, oh, so they got discounts on slaves. Just like they used collateral on the stock market, You saying they got discounts on slaves? Is what you saying? You saying they got discounts on slaves? No, you can't hear. Like you made that up, bro. No, you can't hear. Man, you can't hear. I'm just asking. I ain't trying to start no fight. Hey, let me say something to you. Let me say it to you slow. All right. Now, at this time of year, they would give discounts to whoever's buying. If you could, wait, wait, if wait. you had to afford slower. to buy a slave, slower, slower. If you could afford to buy a slave, you got a goddamn discount. Do you know they use the slave for collateral on the Wall Street? Do you understand all right, that? All right, all right, all right. You switched up. Yeah, well, look I, it up. I, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna have to look that up since you ain't got no. Yeah, all right. I, I ain't trying to offset the show. They yeah. call me Baba. Okay. So listen, you asked the question about who was back then a million years. Okay, yeah, yeah. Get it on. Right. So you sound, like, you sound like mighty Hebrew though. He he take you back millions of years too. So I want him to come on, let's get it. So basically that <laughs> fossilized record. So so which is hard to come by, but there are actually fossils that are left in the strata. When we talk about strata, we talk about different levels. That's why when we talk about uh, Nubia and Egypt, we talk about the archaeology and the strata. So we we know that that that, that Nubia goes back to what uh, six thousand, you know, in that area because of the strata. So when you dig down to six thousand years ago, right? Uh, really, well, hell, six that really it's really seven because two thousand subtract that and you get six thousand from BCE going in the other direction. So it's about 7,000 years. If you go down to that strata, you, you, you'll find fossil remains. You'll that's find how you sites, right? And so that's how we do that because the earth, earth has left us a record of time and space. So, so we use science to study the archaeological record because that's the record of earth. Earth tells the story. Simple as that. And, and through science is how we study the earth to understand that. So that's the points we're always making. Uh, uh, okay, now let me ask you this. No, 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 you will not ask me. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you better. No, 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 no. All right. Yeah. The Cameron explosion kills you, but I'm going to let you nope. slide today because it's Thanksgiving. Appreciate you. Thank you. Okay. The Cameron explosion that you don't even understand. Can you explain the Cameron explosion? No, brother, 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 brother. So when you can explain, bro, right? I, I didn't already explain it to you. I can't <laughs> I I, look, I can't understand it for you. No, no, I'm asking you. Now, you can explain. What happened here with the Cayman explosion, everybody, is that they found fossils in the records that that didn't have a slow process. It, it was like it was like a it evolved too fast for them. How long was this, the according to this, How long minute, was brother, this period? Whoa, 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 wait a minute, I'm speaking. 
Yes, but you, you need to start off by saying the, Cambri the Cambrian explosion was so many thousand years, hundred years, million years. How it was long millions. Was it? it was millions. It was millions. You know, but 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 for the for the process of evolution, a million years is slow according to what y'all said. According to what y'all said. So now we have a, a rapid process. It's everything is sped up, and they can't explain this. It it, it even threw Charles Darwin off. My future students will be able to figure this out, and they have it. I'm talking to a couple of them now, what everybody. Was sped up? And guess what? They can't explain it. Go ahead and explain it. JJ, what was sped up? <laughs> process of evolution. The process of, uh, 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 of things forming, right? You had animals just phyla coming out of nowhere. You see what I'm saying? What the hell is this? They came out of nowhere, JJ? Rapid, it rapidly progressed. You understand? They rapidly, it was, it was it, according to your process, it's supposed to be a slow micro process. All of a sudden, you got all these different phylas, these, all these different animal uh, 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 families coming out of nowhere. You see what I'm saying? Where the hell they come from? We don't see a slow process anymore. They so cannot that, explain it. So is that the question they come from? So, yeah, that's so, that's so, so if you can the, just critique the, it, though, look, rapid, I, I'm not here to argue, brother. I, that's just a question I have. Listen, let me let me land my train. Speciation that I'm gonna park my train for in, in, in the parking lot. Hold up. Just let me say this. Okay, you said speciation, right? Is that look, your answer? Listen, man. Listen. Hey, listen, check this out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look it up. Figure it out. What I'm saying. Listen, listen. Hold on. Let's be serious. Yeah, let's hold up, everybody. Speciation. They got problems in Houston. Jeremiah, listen, we want the people to hear this. <laughs> Kill you this. Already know, you already yeah. know. You already know I got the key to bash I, it. I got a show to do in 30 minutes, so let's speed it up. Bludgeoned yeah. the body. So, I cannot talk the same time I'm talking. I'm going to kick uh, you up. I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to mute my mic. So what I'm going to do for you, right, and for the audience, I'm going to put up the Journal of Nature to get your ass out of here immediately. Okay? And you do not understand the process of evolution you do not understand it came that's why i said explain it so if you can't even explain it to me then what makes you think you can use it against me it wouldn't make sense so this article is called uh what sparked the cambrian explosion is from the journal of nature 2016 right so you said explain without the article i'm not no why that's the that's problem what you wanted me to do i can pull up article and explain my point uh, go ahead off your face Hey, Jeremiah, if you cut me off again, and because I'm teaching right now, do not cut me off in the middle of teaching. You couldn't teach it. You didn't know what I the hell to go, Black Jesus, Carl. We're going to do our show. Yeah, yeah teach that. I love y'all. One. Yeah, run. You better yeah. run. Yeah. So that. We're going to get back into what we was talking about. Watch this. They say, what sparked the Cambrian explosion? Because of little is known about the physical and the chemical environment of that time. So here's the problem. Right? Little is known about the chemical and physical environment at that time. This is important. Life is chemistry, right? If you don't understand that environment and the chemistry at that time, you're going to have a hard time explaining it. So Darwin, of course they didn't because they wasn't there yet. But watch this. But over the past several, let me get, matter of fact, put this in y'all's little killer folder, right? Oh, they ain't even let me show. Okay, here you go. There you have it. Put your iPhones up there and get that to your folder. But over the past several years, Discoveries, see more discoveries, 
have begun to yield some tantalizing clues about the end of the entering, the entering evidence gathered from the, the, the Nabian Reef. That's a reef. Look up the Nabian Reef. N-A-M-I-B-I-A-N Reef. It's going to give you clues. Remember, Charles Darwin has some theories on reefs, too. All right. He actually came up with the theory of the reef. Now, watch this. And other sites suggest that the earlier theories were oversimplistic. So you see JJ, we're going to call him 700 because he just lost a thousand, right? He's actually come with a simplistic explanation of what happened. I don't know where the stuff has got there to tell you how to get there that fast. See how simplistic you made it? It says that earlier theories were oversimplistic, that the Cambrian explosion actually emerged out of a complex interplay between small environmental changes that triggered major evolutionary developments. Scientists now think that small, perhaps temporary increase in oxygen crossed the what? Ecological threshold. What does that mean? Enabling the emergence of predators. Stop right there. Y'all got the article, read the rest of it. We're not sitting here listening to JJ 700 mess up science, confuse people, because they will always do it. They will always mess up the whole thing. So let me finish right here. Some scientists now think that small, perhaps temporary increase in oxygen suddenly crossed the ecological threshold, enabling the emergence of predators. This rise of, what's this, carnivores would have set off an um, evolutionary arms race. Carnivory. This rise of carnivory, watch this, would have set off an evolutionary arms race led to the what? Bursts of complex body types. Let me explain this. What the hell do they mean? They're saying <laughs> evolve or die. Have the ability, let me make it simple. You either have the ability to keep another organism off your ass or your ass is grass. You they talking about the kill and be killed concept. You cannot cut me off right now, yo. It's rude as fuck, dog. Relax. Calm down. I got you. I'm going to let you dive in. Come on, bro. You my man. Come on, yo. We, we, this, this is a complex subject, and I'm trying to simplify it without messing it up. Viruses is an organism that's on humans' ass. So we either evolve, either our immune system evolve, or even we make things like vaccines to help us fight against it. Either we evolve, right? or the medicines we have have the ability to evolve, and we have seen it in real time. We've seen the vaccine evolve, right, in the space of two years to deal with the different, what, variations of SARS coronavirus too. So human beings are evolving. Either the technology and the medicine have to evolve, it all has to be evolutionary, right, or your immune system has to be able to evolve to deal with this, the consequences of these new viruses. So this is what they're saying, that during the Cambrian explosion, predators was introduced, so the things that the predators was eating have to be able to deal with this. You want to add something right now? Go ahead, Mighty. I mean, my fault. 
Uh, no, I was just going to say, uh, I was saying just basically the survival of the fittest type thing. That's all I said about it. So basically, it's a survival of the fittest. Like it says, the rise of uh, carnivore would have set off an evolutionary arms race that led to the birth of complex body types and behaviors that fill the ocean today. So basically, they're saying if it would have been just meat eaters, meat eaters, meat eaters in the evolutionary process, then that would arise. What would arise from that is the shit we see, the shit we would see basically as behaviors that fill the ocean. Now, this is interesting. The next paragraph, this is the most event in Earth evolution, most significant, says Ooh. Dr. Narbonne, right? Dr. Narbonne, a paleobiologist at Queen's University in Kingston, Canada. Now, check this out. It says the event of uh, uh, pervasive carnivory made possible oxygen, oxygenization is likely to have been a trigger. Now, what we need to pay attention to is this. The last statement is likely to have been a trigger. So what it is, is based on the model he's used, this is the best explanation he could come up with. So they use words in these papers like likely, possibly. So we have to understand that this is the best we have for now. It's not concrete evidence, but the best we have for now is leading toward this conclusion. So we just keep this on ice, basically for now. We have here the introduction of a new environmental pressure, which again, um, 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 uh, made uh, one of the natural selection processes even more efficient, right? Whereby uh, if you were weak and, and weren't able to survive, you couldn't produce offspring. So um, the added car carnivorous aspect of it was an added environmental pressure. And this pressure in this specific time led to an explosion of, of, uh, of, of multiple uh, organisms that we see as part of this is part of what took place at uh, that time. Yeah, yeah, you kind of messed it up, yo. Not you, not, not, not you, yo, but the Hebrew. Yo, you messed <laughs> no, up. No, that's what I, I don't, I don't see nothing different. I think the brother yeah, yeah, said yeah, basically the same thing I said. Listen, listen, here was your first mistake. All right, let's okay. come to you. All right, so we read that, we got that, right? So let me show the people. No book been using for years, right? Simple, simple textbook of uh, biological psychology, right? Uh, 10th edition, all right? So if we come here to the evolution of behavior, remember they talked about behaviors in there, like, like what are behaviors? Do you have uh, behaviors that are counterproductive or, or, or behaviors that add to uh, your reproduction success? Remember, whenever we talk about evolution, we're talking about reproduction success. The success of reproducing. Meaning, do you, do you have the ability to give birth to valuable offspring? So, and not trying to, um, not trying to sound uh, wild against uh, humans that are born with certain mental uh, disabilities. Uh, I don't even use the word retardation anymore. I forget, what's the word, what's the correct term they use? I don't want to use the term. Uh, what, what? We know what you're talking about. Chemically yeah. unbalanced. No, that's not. Mental disability, mental dis with disability in All general. Right, so Right, and so they're not, you, you You have not produced a valuable offspring. Meaning at that point, the line ends. Y'all get that? 
So, okay. so, so whenever anything uh, changes uh, in a living organism, it's always based off of reproductive success. The skin color is the same exact thing. Skin color explains, we, we, can, we can understand why skin color is skin color because it allows the organism to give rise to viable offspring. So we don't gotta play this game, right? I, I'm gonna give you the science on it and Smash is gonna give you what the text say. So, so, so it's evident that there were dark skinned people in North Africa or what they're calling North Africa. Why? Not because I'm saying so. One, because the texts say so. And two, because, because the explanation of why they have Dr. Brown skin uh, using the skin, skin map, Jenna Nabrowski and Chaplin, they give the evolutionary reason why. So you're not going to have light-skinned people running around naked in the Nile. Remember I talked, that's why I introduced that, yo, they wasn't wearing all the clothes like they thought they was. Right? Mm -hmm. And I, I explained how today there's sunscreen, there's clothes, there's air condition. And so you actually stop the evolution, you slow down the evolutionary process where now a white person can be comfortable in the, the, these areas. They still end up getting skin cancer. If you Even please. The sunscreen, right? So let me read this point here. What, 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 what we was talking about, and then we're going to slide on back into New York because I got smashed on here, yo. We had a great show today. So it says... Certain individuals successfully reprodu reproduce more than others do, thus passing on their genes to the next generation. Any gene that is consistently associated with reproductive success will become more prevalent in later generations. This is what they was talking about in the journal Nature. They were saying that behaviors had to change, that, that, that carnivores was introduced into the ecology, and so you got to pass on genes that can handle that. And it goes on to say the flaw in this argument is that the key, and this way, uh, now Valley Hebrew made the mistake, right? I'm answering this question now about survival of the fittest, right? They wasn't talking about survival of the fittest in that article. This is what they were saying. Now, the flaw is this argument is that the key to evolution is not survival, but reproduction. If people with certain genes have more than the average number of children, their genes will spread in the population. Y'all see that? Y'all get that point? So during the Cayman explosion, when oxygen, more oxygen was introduced, remember insects and shit used to be way bigger. After the Cayman explosion, when you look at insects, when you look at the, the high levels of oxygen, that would probably kill us now. Right, these insects were massive. Go look it up, because they had more oxygen and they produced larger insects. Right, so 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 this caused predators to get on the scene. So now we're not just chilling and hanging out. Now we gotta go to the club and watch out for people with guns. And those who have the ability to get the hell out the way will make it to the age of reproduction. Now you starting to see you see youngins. They're not even making it. They down at 12, right? They down at 15. They ain't even having kids. I don't know if that's a goddamn example. But the point I want to make it is that at a certain point, you got to get smart and say, I ain't even going to those places. And so those who don't go to them places are going to have more children. But anyway, the point here is that the Cambrian explosion, <laughs> based off of more evidence, now we kind of got a better picture. So don't let JJ7000, an old Hebrew, come on here 
and, and talk crazy and reckless because they don't understand signs, man. And I appreciate you now, Valley Hebrew, because you always attempted to understand signs, bro. And for that, yo, yes, I give and you the goddamn warrior class, yo. Charles was making sure I'm safe. If you yes, please. Sir, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. I appreciate the uh, uh, I, I, I appreciate it. But uh, I just want to say this. I got to pull out, Unc. I got to go. I got to uh, run up here and make some moves, man. But I just appreciate you for dropping scientific literacy. And I just want to let people know I'm going to read a quote from uh, Darwin that's Unc tried to make, make a uh, point earlier uh, for people who knocking Darwin and uh, this and that and nature. Before I, I deal with Darwin, I just want to say for the Israelites out there, when you talk about evolution with a brother like Unc, who's well-versed in it, don't come saying that monkey stuff. Don't come saying this. Don't come. Don't ask him, well, you're an evolutionist. How did life begin? Evolution doesn't mm -hmm. deal with how life began. It deals with yeah. what, after, after, what happened after it began. That's so it, that. so for, for Yeah, so for, for Israelites or any religious people, don't make that an argument or a talking point. But let me give you a quote from Darwin out of his book, uh, The Descent of Man, right? This is from page 201. He says this, the American aboriginals, Negroes, and Europeans are as different from each other in mind as any three races that can be named. Yet, I was incessantly struck while living with the, the Fujians, on board the Beagle, when uh, Darwin was aboard the Beagle and he was doing his studies, with many little traits of character showing how similar their minds were to ours. And so it was with a full-blooded Negro with whom I happened once to be intimate. A racist ain't getting intimate with no Negroes. I just wanna let y'all know that. And uh, that's for <laughs> anybody who said Darwin was a racist. No, nah, he was just dealing with natural selection and, oh, man. and adaptation to things of that nature. He didn't care about race, even though, as you can frame from this quote, that his uh, where he was from, he was given a certain doctrine. But when he got amongst these people, he showed you that, no, nah, these people just like us. And I was intimate with a full-blooded Negro. So ain't no racist bone in my body. With that... I peace and thank you for the scientific literacy up and keep doing your thing, God. All right, so look, I want to smash up in here, man, get his thing, but I want to be, I want to dive through the chat real quick. And in the chat, we had a person that said, and I appreciate this. He says, "Where's the evidence of these giant insects?" Where's that comment? Just see the damn comment real quick. Where you at? Where you at? Okay, yeah, uh, Hassan, Anna, Anna they say, where are the remains of these insects to be found? Please direct me. Well, here you go. I'm going to direct you. This is what we do around here. Yo. We on deck around this motherfucker, yo. We're not playing. We're not half-assed. We're not trying to trick you. It does not benefit the platform. So we're going to come to University of San Cruz, University News. It says, the reign of the giant insects ended with the evolution of birds. Giant insects. Here's a fossil right here, one of them giant insects, the fossil insect wing. Steplophanticus scandidae from the period of 300 million years ago when insects reached their giant size measure of 19.5 centimeters, almost eight inches long. The largest species of that time 
were even, were, were even bigger with the wings of 30 centimeters long. For comparison, the insect shows the wings of uh, the largest dragonfly of the past 65 million years. Where's the, let me see. That's it. Damn. Where the fuck is the dragon thing? Oh, here it go, y'all. Yeah. There you go. See that dragonfly wing right there? <laughs> no, are they comparing it to the one that's fossilized and saying that yeah. the old yeah. one is ancient? Yeah. yeah. The fossilized ones is how big it was, and that's a regular that's dragon. A wing. Damn, that mug would come up on you, huh? Look, yeah. look at the whole dragonfly and look at the wing of the prehistoric one. You ain't swatting <laughs> that. You gotta shoot that. Yeah, shoot that. You're <laughs> matter of fact, ain't no yeah, ain't no humans during this time at 300 million years. Ain't no humans. Yeah, I don't think we could have made it during this period. But but what nope. just for y'all, go ahead, throw your iPhones up there, get the thing put into your folio. We stay sourced up around here. That's what we do. We don't just say shit. I don't know why people always dive out the window. I'm not saying you did, brother. I'm just saying people always dive out the yeah. We learned this from the Amara squad. Man, smash to tell you, yo, you stay close to the sources. That's why it was easy to get us on them because they start they they wasn't staying close to the sources. They started to make up their own sources. Man, they I don't know. You might have to bring them on your show, Bobby. Yeah, I might have to bring them back. Well, they they, they <laughs> something. They chilling right now. I don't know. You, you, they, 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 I don't know. They might not. I don't know. If, hey, if, you put out some if, real interesting shit last night, there, bro. What was that? What was that? When you started, when when we started to realize that this Fayum and all that was like Nubian settlements, like it kind of was kind of wild. <laughs> The whole, uh, the scholars, the modern scholars say the whole upper Egypt before Egypt was created was Nubian related. That means all these cultures they try to discredit us with when they talk about, oh, what about the Tazian period? What about the Badarian period? What, nah, man, that's all Nubian related. We got the homework on that. Yes, that, and, and I want you to show that, but look, watch this. Just so we ain't calling nobody pseudo. Just so we keep it where we supposed to keep it at, I'm gonna show y'all something real quick, man. This is interesting for me. Hold on. This is what I wanna say. All right, while, while you're looking for that, I just wanted to interject with staying on the adaptation process. Okay, yeah, go ahead, you're right, good point. Good point. the carnivory, um, if man start, it's, we, are omniv we are omnivorous, right? You see the dental structure, it's not carnivorous. It's, uh, it, it's, uh, it, it's, it moves back. Lower jaw moves side to side, right? So yeah. if we started eating meat at some point, um, would that make our teeth grow or would it make it? No, no, no. So just like we don't we only use wisdom teeth no more. That's why everybody get the wisdom teeth taken out. There are actually tribes of humans that don't even have wisdom teeth. So 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 the jaw becomes smaller, right? Uh so the cracking them big nuts and all that it, it wasn't necessary. And so it, it's the way the teeth are pointed to, for, so we can actually, you know, tear meat. But remember, yo, we eat cooked meat now, for sure. Right. So you would say the, the adaptation process went to meat eating, meat eating to um, omnivorous or, or vice versa. Ah, that's a good question. I got to look that up. I don't want to give you false information on that. But I think in the beginning, uh, I don't know. I know. I, I think um, it was. No, no. I know. Hold on. I know. 
You want to you want to answer, Kendrick? Because I think I got a good answer. But go ahead. I, I, um, I think the literature um, indicates that we were uh, vegetarians first, and then we started uh, developing uh, as early hominids uh, the hunting of meat. This this uh, this process allowed our brain to grow, and when we actually learned to cook meat. Uh, because we had difficulty tearing and eating the meat actually raw. So when we learned to eat meat is when the, that whole explosion took place. And I want to add, if you don't mind, uh, I think um, also it started out before we even were hunting for the meat, it was more scavenger, like yes. finding, a, finding a carcass and things like that. Like um, I did want to say, uh, I, well, I'll let James go on. Go ahead, James. No, no, no. Um, you know, it was a question to the panel, and um, and no, I would, uh, I welcome your input on that on that question, uh, because okay. it's an honorable question, and I notice uh, culturally there are differences in us now, right? Some people like meat really, really, and I'm trying to figure out if it's cultural or some genetic memory or what. You're a perfect person to answer that question. <laughs> well i like my steaks well done but uh i you know i get what you're saying um <laughs> yeah, me, young man, I myself. <laughs> what the hell are they trying to say white people eat raw meat medium rare all day what y'all want to do i'm medium rare i'm sorry yeah 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 because i used to be like why black people cook everything well done when uh, I finally but, had I mean, some medium but, but, rare meat, that was hella good. But look, uh, I think James, I think James has an interesting theory or maybe point um, because things do, uh, things are cult. They are different in cultures. Like for instance, you know, I mean, a lot of Americans think that if you're from South America, you like spicy food. Uh, my wife's from Colombia; she can't take spicy food. I like spicy food. I'm in New Orleans, the New Orleans area, right? So, I mean, some of that could be a cultural thing i'm just saying i don't like <laughs> i like my steak well done but what i want to bring up what unk was saying is you know my son was born without one or two of his wisdom teeth and then i found out my sister didn't have wisdom teeth um and i found that so uh, you know like you said there are certain you're starting to see those things go away i also wanted to bring up when um when cedric was speaking i didn't get a chance but uh the pressures when you talk about evolution, the pressures, like uh, I'm sure Unc, you've read where um, elephants are starting to be born without the tusks. It's not like magic. It's because they're the, the ones that don't have the traits for tusks are surviving because the ones with tusks are getting hunted out. So it's the pressure of the environment is the reason that these elephants are losing their, you know, some of these elephants are losing their tusks. Um, so, you know, yeah, that's what I'm saying. When you can break down, when people think they think evolution, they think it's like magic or something. It's not magic. It's pressures. It, it, it's and when you talk about the viruses, we're living in a time. Listen, we're like seven billion people on the earth. There's no way that uh, without the evolution of the human mind, making vaccines, learning about um, how these viruses transmit, learning how to combat them through science. There's no way. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. Uh, families were huge and you were losing kids to, you know, infection and things like that. Um, uh, we're well beyond what normal the normal population would be if it wasn't for just a part of, you know, evolution, really, the, the mind and the way to communicate. 
mental evolution. That's the that's yeah. the primary steps that we have been taking over the last couple uh, thousand years. The involvement of of our mind and our understanding and our relationship with nature. Indeed, without the advent of modern medicine, we would not be in the numbers that we are today. It's, it's just a simple fact of reality. Well, and, and, and not just not just you're right, not just medicine, though. Think about it. The way we live, the way we come up, uh, the production of food and I things see. like this. I've always said, like I've always said, like if 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 we have a major world collapse, which I'm not sure that will ever happen as far as knowledge. But many of us would be on the wayside. I mean, we would not survive. Oh, you're done. No. You're done. Oh yeah, Hassan and Hassan in the chat room. No, that was actually an excellent question, man. We, uh, yeah, we appreciate the, the question, but that was a good question. You wanted, to, I, yeah, I, I thought that was very positive. I didn't, I didn't take that wrong. I, I, yeah, like yeah. So see, see how we we develop uh, uh, good questions. Like, okay, where is that in the fossil record? Is it in the fossil record? That was a great fucking question. It actually helped move the show forward. And I'm gonna tell you something, no saying you said some shit that was interesting about the damn tusks. Like I had no idea, but now he, he explained the pressures. Those who had larger tusks, right? Watch this. He it, the shit is phenomenal. Yo, when you said it, it's happening with the white rhino too. So that's wow. He's saying that humans created a condition. And remember, this whole conversation is extending from the Cambrian explosion. So apply what we're saying right there. Remember. Insect thing, all that shit is still talking about the Cambrian explosion. Anything you can apply to humans, you can apply to any living organism, right? That's why Charles Darwin actually, that first work he did, which is the foundation of modern biology, right? He stayed away from humans because if he can explain it in a fucking insect and a virus, then then, then the same shit going to happen in humans. And so No Say said that basically that, that the elephants with larger tusks got hunted more often than the elephants with small tusks. So we know all those mastodons, right? When they're all born, they don't have the same size tusks. Some of them got big tusks, some of them got smaller tusks, right? And they carry the genes for larger tusks and smaller tusks. So watch this, over time, right? As the population of mastodons get hunted, right? Those who had the genes for larger, more robust tusks, they got hunted more readily. And the ones over here with smaller tusks, they wasn't messing with them. So their populations start to double and triple. And the ones with the genes for larger tusks, disappeared. Boy, that's a good one there, no saying. Boy, yeah, that, that's it right there, y'all. So behavior and all that environment of pressures. What's the environment of pressures? The hunting of human, human. beings. Yeah, it started to happen with the right uh, with the white rhino too. They would yeah. uh, they would hunt the ones with the large, extremely large tusks. And nowadays they are starting to born actually without tusks. So those same environmental pressures hunting for tusks played a role in what we're seeing with the elephants, and it is already a dominant factor in the in the white rhinoceros. Yep, and I was going to bring that up too because I was. What up, y'all? Peace. It's been a beautiful show. Peace, everybody on the panel. Uh, said, um, dove in like a no saying, they save me, and now I know why I cut your ass off because you dive in out of nowhere and shit. <laughs> my, my bad, uh, you know, dove in, in the middle of me, but go ahead, I'm gonna let you get off because I'm gonna jump in. <laughs> uh, I was just gonna say because what the, what no saying brought up was something that I've been. Uh, 
I've been trying to get people to pay attention to because I always talk about certain things about National Geographics and stuff like that because you can actually see evolution happening with certain species. And that elephant and that white rhino are two very good examples of evolution happening right in front of our eyes. And, and those Wesleyan catfish also, those Wesleyan catfish that uh, evolved to eat pigeons. Oh, shit. We're going to have a whole show around evolution. Fucking with you, yo. Write that down. Get your shit together. I like that. How about the, the polar bears? The polar bears are adapting to uh, in, in, uh, in, the, in, the, in the South Pole. They are intermingling with the grizzly bears and creating a new hybrid that's becoming predominant because uh, the polar bears are being forced uh, away from the melting ice cap and more into the, the area in uh, where the grizzly bear is dominant. And since they can interbreed, they're becoming a new dominant hybrid, uh, which is surviving in both environments. Interesting stuff. How about this? How about the National Geographic, the wildest place in North America, the land of the spirit bear? Ha ha! Yep. Ah. <laughs> 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 is this bear yeah. right <laughs> in a non-glacial area in North oh. America? Yo, we on our A game. <laughs> I'm going to save this back in the blog talk days. But yeah, I want to, where you at, Smash? So I want to show this real quick. The hell you at, Smash? I'm right here. All right, so here, and we're going to start off this next segment. We're going to move it forward, right? I'm glad everybody I see American Dream is in the building. How you doing, American Dream? Appreciate you coming through. All right. Peace, Getting back in the good graces, yo. We learn how to deal with each other. It's only right. It's only fair. All right. American dream. What's good? Happy right. Thanksgiving. So watch this, though. So we got chapter five of Diop's work. Check this out. Y'all get to go online and get it and, and, and see if I'm just tripping. All right. I'm not actually read the book. I'm saying read goddamn chapter fives. Okay. In chapter five is talking about could the Egyptian civilization be of Asian origin? So he go through, they go through all the different, uh, let's see, watch this. They go through all the different uh, chapters dealing with, you know, could it, could there have been this? Could there be chapter, let's see, the next chapter is the Egyptian race as seen treated by anthropologists. So this is an important one here. This shows that, yo, these dudes wasn't, they wasn't sitting around um, actually making up shit. Right, he showed, let me see, how can I, God damn it. Hold on, real quick. Just to show you the dudes, they wasn't sitting around making up stuff, yo. We be sitting around making up stuff. So you got arguments for the supporting, here you go. The Egyptian race as seen and treated by anthropologists. So didn't I tell you he was using anthropologists? Look, see, chapter what, five, six, right? I'm only asking y'all to read chapter six online, it's free. Read that. And then take and then put some respect on that man's name, yo. Y'all act like he made this shit up. No, no, he looked at the evidence presented by anthropologists. So how you gonna call a man pseudo? Then you gotta call the whole field of anthropology pseudo. We 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 know the field of that fake race was pseudo pseudoscience, right? We know that, so we identified that. Okay, but they didn't know they were pseudo until it got ran through the method. All right, so anthropologists always talked about this. This is not this is not brand new. This is brand new to your ears, right? 
Okay. Um, it says, and yet, although, what did he say? I'm going to read all this. Conclusion of the anthropology studies are unrealistic. They nevertheless testify. See, okay, it says, and yet, although the conclusion, the anthropological studies are unrealistic, they nevertheless testify. See, no matter what y'all say, they nevertheless testify are overwhelming to the existence of a black race from the most remote epic of prehistory to the dynastic epic. It is impossible to cite all those conclusions here. They have been summarized in chapter 10 of Dr. Imla. Am I saying right? Yeah, yeah. Imla. Massalord. Prehistory. Prehistoire. A proto-history. That's in French. All right. I ain't going to read that, but I want y'all to read it. I'm only asking you to read the chapter. Right? That's all I'm at. One chapter. If you can't read the one chapter, then don't come on here talking crazy. And don't call nobody nothing. Just shut up and get out the damn conversation. Go ahead, Smash, because you brought some, you, you brought some tantalizing, crazy, new, new. I, remember we talked about the new era in Egyptology, right? Mm -hmm. Go ahead, yo. Bring that up. Oh, so you're talking about, uh, I, think, I think we went over that document. Uh, Not here. Not, here. Not over here. We did it on... Uh, um, Magi Arches, we did it on uh, Conscious. Man, make sure y'all subscribe, man, to the House of Conscious, man. Brother Reggie running that, man. He the underboss over there, man. We're going to be that on a regular. Subscribe to that. Subscribe right here, man, to the Pseudo Killers. Subscribe to the Magi Arches, right? Subscribe to the Real Black Acres. What's the document there, bro? Oh, I'm going back to cultural entanglement. Uh, at the uh, cultural entanglement at the dawn of Egyptian history. Uh, well, oh, oh. But oh. but I was just looking for uh, that one statement. It's a very profound statement. We read it last night. It killed everybody talking the uh, the nonsense about the cultures in Egypt. Before let's let's see if I can just search it. Let me see. Yeah, search that out. Uh, well, there we go. <laughs> Hold on. It says, now, I mean, you can read the whole document. I want you to. But she's going to start concluding such things or the such. What can be safely stated, well, actually, let me go, oh, yeah, what can be safely stated that is that at this stage, evidence points to the earlier presence of Nubian population in the area. Now, at what stage? She's talking about Nakata 1. And she, she's at the Nakata extractions, which is the earliest Egyptian extractions they supposedly have. So when you read the document, it's called Cultural Entanglement at the Dawn of Egyptian Civilization by Maria Gatto. You'll hear her saying, what can be safely stated is that this stage, at this stage, evidence points to an earlier presence of Nubian population in the area. As a matter of fact, 5th millennium BC, Tafanian, Tazian, and Badarian cultures were Nubian related. I stopped there last night, but she goes on. That is to say, and this is something important to highlight, that the cultural substratum in Upper Egypt as a whole is mostly Nubian related. And then she's about to beat their brakes off. Listen to this. The earliest evidence of Nakata culture, that means the culture that people grown to know as Egyptian, 
Now listen to this. The earliest evidence of Nakata culture is attested at Abydos Nakata, which first of all is inside Anubia. We should know that. But look, it says in the Abydos Nakata region moving south. What? So they're trying to say the first evidence we got didn't go towards the Mediterranean. It started in the Abydos areas and moved southward. It says from Armad, Armad to Dhaka and Lower Nubia, only from the uh, Nakata 1C. So just so if anyone ain't understanding what she's saying, all of the cultures that people talk about that supposedly preceded Egypt, which was apparently by some great dynastic race theory, supposedly was some uh, Mediterranean people coming into civilized Africans. Well, actually, there's not much evidence of that. The new homework, 2015 and up, is talking about the relationship, the cultural entanglement with new. Why are you doing that, yo? <laughs> That's me, huh? They just ain't reading the modern work. You got that book right there, I swear. There's a page I want you to turn to. Yeah, I found a page that I'm just reading. You, that's the ultimate. You was like, yo, we what textbook we got? It's I talking about the substratum of is in the beginning. It's talking about the substratum of how e how Egypt even became Egypt because of because of Nubia. Good morning. Because how Egypt even became Egypt because of the flow of the Nile. You yeah, feel right here. You talking about that? Yeah, that jump. The sniper gun when you shoot. Doof, doof. So I wish it was the way. Hey, look in the page 50-something. I mean, I just kind of, I mean, like, for some reason, page 50. Look, I need to get my, I need to get that book back. What's on page 52? Let's see if you got your John Henry Clark back, yo. My memory? <laughs> if it's John Henry Clark. If I quote a page in the chat, that's my John Henry Clark. <laughs> but it might be in the 50s somewhere. What they talking about? What's the chapters in the fifties? In the fifty about fifty two. Treasures of Nubian queens. What is that? The treasures. The, the presence of, of Nubian queens. No, the tread, the tre the treasures of Nubian. Yeah, the Nubian queen. Yeah, you all. Oh yeah, no, they talking about Belina, the Belina extraction right over there. I mean, yeah, I know what that is, but I, well, there's a part where they talking. It's more in the beginning, but they're talking about. Uh, how agriculture could not have even developed as readily in Nubia in the ways that it did in Kemet. Uh, and it's two terms he about the substratum. <laughs> you see that right there? Can you see that? Mm -hmm. That's in Nubia, right? Remember the elves were like, yo, look at them lips. <laughs> now we realize, yo, that they was mixing shit. Man, niggas ain't know that, did they? That was yeah. funny. Crazy. Crazy. Let me find. I think maybe, okay. You want me to get to the pottery section of it? Oh, no, if I, I'll find the, I mean, I got to get the book because it's just a part when you're reading it, you'll come across, he's talking about how the Nile River carved out that flood plain. It was one of the first open, it's probably in the beginning of the book, bro. I must be messed that up. I mean, you know, in a dialogue where they start breaking down how Egypt could even be Egypt because of the flow of the Nile. And so that's all uh, geology or whatever he's talking about. Uh, you know, talking about how it could cut through the uh, substratum, but in ancient Egyptian uh, folklore, so have you mythology or whatever you want to call it, attest to all of these scientific 
uh, things that we're talking about, we see the agricultural tool being one of the first symbols for kingship in ancient Egypt, uh, the Murho, and we also see a few other things. I'm going to get another copy of that book, and I'll be able to uh, bring us back to what I was trying to talk about. I'm going to look at the back of the book. And see. Well, see if you can find the word substratum in the in the uh in the what's it called not the glossary but the uh yeah i know what that's the index or whatever index, yeah the index first of all this book starts starts off and tells you that that nubian watch this it says for most of the modern world ancient nubia seems an unknown and uh enigmatic land it say only a handful of archaeologists study its history uh, or unearthed the Nubian cities, temples, and ceremonies that once dotted the landscape, watch this, of Southern Egypt and Sudan. Come on, yo. Yeah, man, so you keep acting like it ain't dead, yo, it's, it's crazy at this point. But uh, I wanna, I got the source of the book, what you was talking about, man, God damn it, I need that. That would be, is in my phone? What you talking about? Is a source. If you if you just pulled up a source and Gatto is talking about uh how the upper Egypt, right? What I want to do is and how that's Nubian culture, right? We can actually support that one with people's favorite tool. Their favorite tool is Wikipedia. Ain't no mistaking on that. They're gonna at least go to Wikipedia, right? So I, you know, I, and I, and you're gonna see me doing this a couple of times. We got new people coming in. We need to continue to reinforce this. So, so can't nobody say, "Yo, they making this up." Yo, they doing this. They no, no, we not. No, we not. We y'all making shit up. We not making nothing up, right? We 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 have okay. Uh, I'm gonna put this. This is from Penn Museum. Um, I'm gonna send it to my email real quick, real fast. All right. All right, we're going to send this to the email real quick. All right, and we're going to let the sources talk for themselves, right? All right, and, and so this kind of pin in, but first, I want to go to what people can handle. Most people are not going to spend, uh, that, that damn Nubian book was always $100, $150. When you got it, it was $100. You found the shit for $50, I'm like, yo, I got to get that immediately, yo. I got to spend my lunch money to get that. Right. Um, and so we can't, I want to come right here real quick, right? And I want to verify what you just said. But I'm gonna use I'm gonna do it using Wikipedia, right? Some of y'all is familiar with the show, I've heard it. Some of y'all is new. Uh shout out. Uh we got like 200 people in the building. It's fluctuating, man. I know y'all getting ready for Thanksgiving. We want to give y'all some good solid content that y'all can actually go back and play. And so I think the first thing I want to do is. I I want to use the definition of the word. This is this is what we talked about on the House of Consciousness last night. Shout out to Brother Reggie. He's the underboss now. We'll be over there on a regular basis, though. We'll keep Yeah, I found it. All right, so right here, we want to read the word transplant first. Make sure it's that word. Transplant. Okay. Move or transfer something to another place or situation, typically with some effort or up evil, okay? Transplant, again, second definition, an operation in which 
an organ or tissue is transplanted. So it's basically saying when something is moved from one area to another, there's no getting around it. Why am I why am I giving you this definition? I'm giving you this daggone definition so 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 we don't get the shit misconstrued because people always try to mix up shit I say. And I want to come to the Nubian article, right? I got it highlighted. So let's come right here first. It says the megaliths. That's what me and Golf will talk about that book. The megaliths discovered in Optic Playa are early examples of what seems to be one of the world's first astronomical. Hold on. I want y'all to read this. I ain't making it up. Put this in your pseudo killer folder. All right. Come on. Get it. Get that. Okay. Seems to be the world's first astronomical device. Predating Stonehenge by almost 2,000 years. Watch this. The complexity as expressed by different levels of authority, archaeology, craniology, uh, strata, and all that. That's the authority on the subject, right? Uh, uh, Egyptologists, people that study the field of authority within the society, they're likely form the basis for the structure of both Neolithic societies at Napta Playa and the Old Kingdom. See that? Yeah. All right, and watch this. I'm just gonna come right here and cut the chase. Y'all can read it for yourself, right? I want y'all to read all that, but I wanna get right here. The culture of Upper Egypt, which became dynastic Egypt civilization, could fairly be called a Sudanese transplant. There's that word. We already looked it up. Don't play. So now this goes right in line. Here's the source. Von Joss, Encyclopedia of Africa, Archaeology, History, Language, Culture, and Environments. Walnut Creek, California. All right. So this is important. We looked the word up. We know what it is. We're not playing games. We're not adding to this. Uh, Smash just read. He just read this on a separate source about what Upper Egypt is. So I'm confirming what he just said, and I'm using what most people would actually use, and that would be Wikipedia. Read the whole piece here. All right, very very important. Okay, so that's how we do it around here. Smash. We're not playing games. We're not acting like we're putting stuff in here. We're not misrepresenting nothing. We're not. I'm taking you through the stages of how we get here. What's up, American Dream? You want to say something, man? I know you popped in. Yeah, that contrasts your providence. You you went over the word providence just the other day, and um, that is in direct contrast uh, to providence, which is the origin of a thing, right? The origin of uh, of, of uh, something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, American Dream. You want to say something? He might be taking a hiatus. Oh, I see you, Tom. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. What's going on? Yes, sir. Not much. Not much. Um, respect to everybody on the panel. Um, Unc, I just have like one question on my mind. I'm, I'm not to throw y'all off, but I haven't heard um, King Sosa's voice in a while. Is is Sosa good? What's up, with Sosa? Super good. Okay, yeah, man. Shout outs to Sosa, man. Just haven't heard his his, his yeah, voice in a while. I'm. You doing time? He was like a criminal-minded, you know? Nah, you tripping. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. I'm going to kick back and listen. Respect. Nah, so saying gone, yo. We need that mind right here, yo. He just was, you know, that, that whole just conversation was was very, you know, too much for him. Yeah, he, so he's smart. 
Yeah, you know how to do lead follow, get the fuck out of the way. Sosa's a very intelligent brother, uh, very loyal brother, and I appreciate Sosa ain't going away. I talk to him on the regular. Remember, he's from Atlanta. He ain't going away, bro. Right here. And he's going to be back. I just forgot to send out the link. <laughs> I ain't put the link Shout in the out back. to Sosa. Yeah. American Dream, I appreciate that. Shout out to Sosa. I've been asking that question in the back chat, but it's it's good. Where's Sosa? Yeah, yeah. We miss you, my bro. Same reason you disappeared, though. Um, <laughs> I get it. I get it. Yeah, I do. I do. I do. <laughs> Y'all disappeared. Y'all don't want to be caught in the middle of some crazy shit. You don't want to have to pick sides and shit. Right? Now you got to start learning how to tell your mans when they wrong. Well, yeah. I mean, y'all some fall back artists. Y'all could have had them boys still around because they was wronged in the thong and y'all let them run around like they was strong. Y'all should have been like, cut that out. Stop it. Y'all going to be up out the door. But I, I'm just saying, I ain't trying to cut you up. <laughs> I don't let my homies be wrong, though. Like I'm gonna say, look, y'all need to cut that. That ain't no what no black person around eating shit out. Y'all gonna y'all gonna fall walk the plank with that one. Are you saying we're more like so But at the end of the day, when 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 you see well, what happens is is character. Whenever I'm out of place, whenever I'm wrong, I go do the work. I'm the first to come back. Hey, I was wrong. This is where I was wrong. This is how I was wrong. You guys got me. I was pseudo. And I say I was pseudo. But you have to have a certain level of maturity to be humble enough to actually want to learn. No ego in the game. Sometimes I put a, a statement out there that I haven't fact checked or anything and I get beat up. And then I remember you, you, you don't come out the window without having done your homework. So you got to now come back on this specific platform and be humble enough to say I was wrong. What you don't do is double down yeah. to the point that you lose your fucking mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. See, we got to teach our brothers. We got to <laughs> teach our brothers at least a little bit about how to be wrong. First thing is back up off that thing real quick. Like, don't stretch it out for two weeks because you're going to have too much invested in it. Don't stretch it out for a month or six months. Now you got mm -hmm. six months invested in a falsehood. And so it's going to be hard for you to get back and correct yourself. You see what I'm saying? And so what Brother Cedric is saying is true. We got to really cooperate and vet our material. Cooperate. We can't just put out anything somebody put on the internet without knowing how to vet the material. All of these things will lead to the flaw of a so-called, I mean, you know, the downfall of a YouTube personality. Exactly. Now Valley called me out on my fallacies, which I corrected, right? I, I went back and I said, did I jump out the window? I got in contact with Garfield, realized I did, corrected myself, and Nile Valley pointed out, yeah, you, you saw what you did, though, that you, you, you went on a presupposition. I'm like, yeah, you're right, because I heard it somewhere, didn't fact check it, didn't make sure I, it was a valid claim, and I ran off with it. But you got to be mature enough to admit that, especially if you want to be a part of bringing knowledge and information to the people around you. Even when you're wrong, you can teach by how you respond. But you don't... <laughs> you will <laughs> you never... You don't ever assume that you're going to... 
you're gonna, you're gonna fight a god killer. Then you're losing your mind. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Well, we're not statistical enough as individuals. Like, I mean, in assessing ourselves, like if there's a pos there's a higher possibility you could be wrong when you know for a fact you ain't researched nothing, right? So yeah. why wouldn't the person even consider that possibility? Like being honest to themselves. We just be thinking we got to be right because we got, I call it Negro intuition, but other <laughs> people got it too. It ain't just black people, but I know that some, some even me, you could be talking to me and I'll discredit everything you say in all your sources just because I know I'm right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But rubbing <laughs> over everything <laughs> is acceptable. Peace, everybody. This is Big Brother Pan-African Giant. Um, wanted to try to see if we can listen to Dr. Ben um, talk about the Bedarian culture and the border being um, as far as I sweat at one time. I wanted to see what you guys had to think about that. I put a link in the back chat, and I got a timestamp of eight minutes. Uh, I think that would be good for us. To, and then if Smash, if you could, you know, you always pull up that known map pull that map up after he get done, but it's not even nothing but about two minutes of him saying or less of him saying what he's saying. I wanted to see if we could have a conversation about that because I think he was far ahead of his time. And maybe, you know, I, I see we use uh, Maria Gatto, but, but he's saying exactly the same thing that she's saying about um, the cultural continuity of the Bedarian culture and those other cultures. So it would be good if we can go back to the 1990s and see that these people are just... Um, catching up to where they they always they where they were in the 90s um 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 damn jane you disagree Oh, so you disagree? Hey James, you kicking that shit right now, but it could actually be misconstrued. So you all right, this is what we're gonna have to draw the line just for the listening audience, right? And for real clarity. So they say we tether back and fucking forth. When reality is we 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 have to be careful when when, when we're introducing the pseudoscientific concept of race. We don't we don't actually have to do it. I mean, in fairness, though, we can beat them on both sides. You get it? Like, if we just strictly go uh, science and genetics and genes, right? Uh, based off of the origin of certain Hubble groups that has been misconstrued, based off of the, the misunderstanding of it, right? That at the end of the day, the scientists always give the origins to that population, all that in Africa. Any changes, any any mixing is in Africa. That's why they call them indigenous Africans. Just like in the Americas, the shit that happened, they, they, the motherfuckers walk from Africa and over a time period of hundreds of thousands of years, end up in America, genes mutate and transfer in motherfucking North America, right? So we get that. So we, you, 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 you're trying to say that, Dr. Ben, we, and I want to play that and see what he got to say, because he wasn't doing nothing but using anthropology of the day. That don't make you sure we use available information. Yo. I keep trying to tell people that. But I want to share my screen. We're going to put a pin in that. And we're going to do what you asked us to do, James. Uh, so right. yeah, he's not, he's not talking about genetics. He's just talking about the culture no, 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 of the no. Bedarian. Yeah, we want to see was Dr. Ben right. Remember he said Nubi was the mother of Egypt, right? Yeah, that's the video that I'm actually sharing. We're going to do that. So here you go. Here's a word for y'all. Numerous. Numerous. 
Numerous. Okay, that's what the word means. It means plethora. Great in number, many. He has attended numerous meetings and social events, consisting of members. Okay, numerous, great in numbers. Right? Y'all don't want to see this word pop up, pop up on no damn document, do you? I bet you don't. Let's pop it up. All right. Let's go to the document. All right. This is an important document right here. This document. There's that word numerous. Y'all see it, right? But this document, I don't lose my damn places. I always forget where this shit at. See the skulls? Morton's Cranial. Cranial America, right? Um, I know ain't none of y'all going to get the books. I got them. These are old books. Look. Look what they was doing. Take a good look at this, yo. They measuring this shit with cranial. Look, they serious about this. They ain't playing, yo. They and they, and they misuse it. And the misusing of it is actually pseudoscientific. Morton's, all right, and Collins. Remember we talked about Morton and Collins. Look, but this is where, yo, Morton's later career in cranial metric, right? Here you go. He's considered to be the father of scientific racism, ladies and gentlemen. Look at that motherfucker. Look into his eyes. Know who that is. All right. All right, he's studying the skulls. This is, and this source is where? Where's the source coming from? Kill you. The source is coming from the Penn Museum. So I thought before people dove out the window, they would at least read the shit I was reading. But I realized it wasn't. And so we're going to come here, watch this, watch me be, be hell trying to find. I hope the highlights stayed there. And of course, yeah, yes, it did. So we want to move right here. Right? Um. So, Negroes. Right here. All right. They're talking about, if you read up here, they're talking about how um, the white people and Negroes were totally separate the whole nine yards. And they're talking about the history. But they come here. He say, thus, it was Morton's. Now, he the one with the skulls. Thus, it was Morton's longstanding assertion that racial divisions of humanity had been in place since ancient Egypt. So he's saying that the way they thought about other people was in place in ancient Egypt. So now we know he's dead wrong. So he's already with the faulty premise. It say without changing since then, he also concluded that ancient Egypt was originally peopled by a branch of Caucasian race. You hear people still doing today, they just changed the Caucasian race to a fucking marker. That's the game, ladies and gentlemen, who ruled as kings of Egypt. He further asserted that Negroes were numerous in Egypt. See, watch this. This is the trick. But their social position in ancient times was the same that it was now is. And that's he's talking about during his time. That of servants and slaves. Morton also illustrated cranial. Wait, wait, source on that? Huh? Does, did he footnote that? Did he have a source for that? Yeah. He gonna make me mess up. He was the source. Yeah, he's the source. Morton's on the frequency of mixed offspring. Oh, Lord. 73, 175. The leopard sports. Spots. Ain't that something? Um, right? This seems to be a response to the question, how? This seems to be an answer to the question, how could Black people do this? No, they couldn't do it. It was a Caucasian race that built this civilization. And just like now, in the Americas, they just here because they're slaves. Um, um, I want to tell you, show y'all that I actually got the damn books. Uh, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. So we let, let's go back there one more time, right? Let you know I got the books. 
right? Um, and I think it's just, I mean, come on, man. Wow, you dropped that. That was man. the scientific question of the day. Yes, <laughs> scientific question of the day. So it's right here, all right? So I'm not making this up. So Lord knows, only Dr. Ben come right behind and say the same thing he's saying. But what they, and I showed you, go back and watch the show, at no time period did they ever think it wasn't no Negroes there. There never was a time until now, till 2020, 2022, where you get non-experts talking and running their mouth. Okay? So let's knock it off. At a certain point, you got to knock it off. Nobody has ever said what they're saying today. So here you go. Here you go. Don't I got it? See? Yeah, that's it. Samuel George Morton. See, you, you, you get the sources. In that last paragraph, man, I, I just have an interest on your screen on uh, the last page that you had up. There was a financial um, consideration on the next sentence that I'm really interested in. Is it possible you could put that up real quick? Yeah. There's always financial interest in it. They weren't getting the funding. Where was that? That's most long-standing assertion. Where? At the, at the bottom right here, there's a, there's a last question right here. Morton's financial difficulty with Crania Americana may have led him to reduce production costs with the more modest Crania HFT. Now, what does that what does that mean? That means he left a lot of shit out. Because <laughs> of the money. Won't get enough funding. Oh, y'all talking about niggas. <laughs> yo, he was getting paid to say some of this, man. Well, I don't know. It's funny. No, come on, yo. We can do that shit. But it's a funny, yo. Man. All right. Shame this on the man. Before conclusion of this book. Um, and so, yeah, even this book, he has conclusions. Y'all read the conclusions. I've highlighted conclusions. Nile Valley, both. Egypt. It's a, the valley of the Nile, both in Egypt and Nubia, was originally people by a branch of Caucasian race, right? Two, these communal people, since, since the Egyptians were mesmerites of scripture, right? I mean, we talked about that earlier, and possibly Ham, are directly uh, affiliated with the Libyan family of nations. And that, two, three, and their physical character, the Egyptians were intermediate between Indo-European and Semites. Remember that? They, was, they were made in the Semites. Then he goes on to say, uh, numerous were the Negroes in Egypt, but their racial position in ancient times was the same that is now uh, as servants and slaves. So magically, they placed a biblical mindset on the whole situation. This should not be hard to understand. And in the biblical thing, it tells you that the Garden of Eden is in fucking Asia. I don't know why. I don't know why the Black Hebrewites don't read that. Read the damn Bible you you claim you got. In the Bible, it tells you where the God of Eden is. Tigers, you face between Gion, Peon, and Tigers, Euphrates. That's in fucking uh, Asia. They have not found the Gion and Peon. The Gion and Peon is not the white and blue now. Black scholars have tried to trick us with that. That's an unverifiable point that the white and blue now is some kind of way Gion and Peon. It's not. It doesn't even make sense if you look at a damn map. So it's the tigers you phase and get on the peon is where the garden is set. Remember, the rivers went out of the garden where Adam and Eve was created and goes down into Ethiopia. See? These rivers, and they named the rivers. So none of that is actually transferring. None of that is actually happening. 
Okay? So, so yes, they go in with a mindset of Ham. And remember, in the biblical text, Ham becomes a slave to who, y'all? It all fits in. Ham becomes a slave to uh, Shem and Jephthah. That was the punishment for Noah being drunk after God destroyed the world, right? Being drunk and drinking, and Ham sees him naked and tells his brothers. And for him telling his brothers that, he's cursed. What's the curse to be a servant of servant? And some biblical texts say a slave of slaves. Now we get it. Anybody can add on? Yes, Smash. That's it tied up in a nice neat bowl right there. The pre-assumption, the presuppositions is where and how they evaluated the material they were looking at to reach to their preconceived conclusion. They went in asking a question. Yeah, it's amazing. The whole piece, the whole, like, that's why we got to put it all together, man. And no, man, there are people still suffering from the biblical narrative in their head, and they don't even know it. I would like to end my point on that, man. So, yeah, man, we about to get into you. Hey, hey Smash, you want to end with something? You got something to say, anybody? We can close this out. It's been a powerful show. Can I say something real quick, Aunt? Yeah. Just to Just to go on with what you said, I just want to read something um, real quick. And this comes from a, a book that I found called White Over Black, American, let me get the whole title, American Ideas of Black, uh, American Attitudes Towards the Negro, 1550 to 1812 by Winthrop D. Jordan. Um, and it's going to just back up what Uncle was just saying about the, the idea that craniology um, and all those different ideas led into the hermetic hypothesis um, and how they continue to use to use that idea. So it says right here, um, the Reverend William Gouge referred to such servants as being strangers or bond slaves over whom masters had a more absolute power than others. The Reverend, the Reverend Henry Smith declared, he which counted his servant a slave is an error for there's different between believing servants and infidel servants. Implicit in every clerical discourse was the assumption that common brotherhood in Christ imparted a special quality to the master-servant relationship. Slavery did not possess that quality, which made it fortunate that Englishmen did not enslave one another. As we have seen, however, Englishmen did possess a concept of slavery formed by the clustering of several rough but not illogical equa equations. The slave was treated like a beast. Slavery was inseparable from the evil in man. It was God's punishment upon Ham's prurient disobedience. Enslavement was captivity, the loser's lot in a contest of power. Slaves were infidels or heathens. On every count, Negroes qualified. Mm, okay. so, so this is just to... Break so down what that's saying. Break it though. You're right. I break it though. Let me hear you break it though. So, so, so since Stukies always want to challenge somebody, the breakdown is basically that the curse of Ham, the idea that we were cursed, is the reason why it was okay for Englishmen who did not enslave other Englishmen to go to Africa and enslave Africans because they did not worship Yahweh. They were they were infidels and pagans. Simple. It's simple. Mm. 
So yeah, this is my favorite. on different criteria. James want me to play a video. We hear James. You ain't doing that. Come on, you got an order here. We seen you come on here. You late. And how you doing? Welcome to the program. But we got a video we want to play. He's in queue here. We got to go in queue and then you can get it in. And then we close it out. So what's the timestamp, James? Because this is my favorite. Eight it's, a, it, it's the eight minute mark. You got to learn how to use them clips, bro. Yeah, you can see my actual um, comment. At the t if you see my comment, it has an eight minute stamp on it. So you can just click that. Eight uh, actually, in, the actual in the actual video, if you go down to the comment part, you'll okay. see me in the comment part. You can just click that eight minute thing and it'll see you right there. But what he's saying is that the that the cultural continuity goes all the way up to Ashwet. And that's actually where the Badarian culture um, starts. I mean, is that? All right, let's see. Let's share the screen. Let's see. Was he just yeah, a man? This man still got Is he still here with that, with the, with that um, the known map that he always shows? Uh, no, we don't got time for that. We, we got time for this, though. So here you go. Everybody pay close attention. Here we go. Scratch it out, scratch out the video. I mean, it gets the audio on that. I don't have time to talk and to spell his name because I've spoken to you a number of times, and by now you should be able to spell those words. It was not until as late as the 1500 that Egypt, the same Egypt that we are talking about, became extended to what is now called Aswan, Aswan or Senuset, or Senort, as it was called. It was 1500 before the Common Era that Egypt took over Nubia from a place now still called Aswit, deep into the Southern part of Egypt was the northernmost part of Sudan. Or stop. Definitely got that right, and we've already sourced that up. We sourced it right. up. Modern archaeology. You know that big book I had, Ancient Nubia. We sourced it up with everything, so he's right. So we're not running around acting like he made that up. Let's keep going. You'll see. He's a thousand percent right. So now we see who the real fucking pseudos is. As well, I mean, uh, Onubia. Go back again. If you are accustomed to Egypt and you are in Luxor, you must travel north. That's been going down the Nile to at least 200 miles north to come to Asiwit. You draw a horizontal line parallel to the equator and run it across Egypt, and that's where Nubia, up until 1500, which will bring us into the 18th dynasty that was still Nubia. So when you're speaking about Nubia, you are speaking about the creation of dynastic Egypt. And again, that's what we have. Yeah, that's how. That's how. Um, you ain't got to go no further. What he's saying is that right there, where the Bedarian culture is, 
which is what Smash has been reading for the last month or so. That's the furthest north northern border at, up until the 1500 BCE that Nubia territory was. And then what um, Maria Gatto, she does, is she corroborates what, what Dr. Ben just said. It's, there's a cultural continuity, the pan graves and stuff that you talk about, uh, all of that is the same all the way up until the, the up until I sweat. Then from I sweat going north, it changes to another type of culture. So that's all he's talking about. I, I'm, he's talking about the cultural continuity. And I'll stop right there. I mean, how I just read it in the book. I just read it in the in the in the in the introduction. By I know book. that's what I'm saying, but he said this in 1990. You see what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, he was on. That's why I said I remember I said it a while ago. I said, yo, Dr. Ben was right. Nubia is the mother of fucking Egypt. I said it how many times? People thought I was crazy for saying it. So yeah, how is that you know when now they finally get in the heart to really put that in words all the way in? Exactly. I told in the Nubian class, and they said just that. And here's the book that the professor was teaching out of, and he talks about it. I'm gonna read this one again, and we're gonna end it right here. We're gonna shout the chat, right? It says for most of modern world. Ancient Nubia seems seems an unknown and enigmatic land mystery. <laughs> Only a handful of archaeologists studied its history or unearthed the Nubian cities, temples, and ceremonies that once dotted the landscape of southern Egypt, that we just talked about, and Sudan. <clears throat> right? And, and for the record, for all y'all, for all the technical folks, right, to feel the need for speed, it goes right here on page 10. It says, the period from 13,000 to 9,000 in Lower Nubia and Upper Egypt, watch the connection, saw evolving tool assemblages, blades, including grinding stone tools, arrows, and microliths, I talk about how the microlith industry, right? You get the you get the funerary industry, you get the microlith industry, right? Is where they first got their bread from. And these two things were similar, the same, developed at the same time in upper and lower goddamn upper Egypt and lower Nubia. They got the same shit going, the same grades, all that. And remember, we read the word transplant, right? Because it's actually a transplant. Okay, fifth fifth cataract, yeah, I said it, to Upper Egypt. I didn't say it. Dr. Ben said it. I collaborate them with the up-to-date information that no one's reading. And for those who just don't got the money or the time, I gave you Wikipedia says the same thing. So at this point, anybody arguing past these stop signs, Yo, you doing that shit on purpose, yo, and you ain't trying to be, you ain't trying to be friendly. You're trying to be combative. You're trying to be very negative. And you're trying to mess with the psyche of the minds of the African-American who really wants the truth. And even with all that, nobody's saying that the damn New Egyptians was goddamn African-American. We clearly understand where we come from, the areas. But in the same vein, you can't tell us what part of Africa we want to celebrate. We can celebrate all of Africa. And we're not even saying that's scientific. We're just saying that's what we're doing. Now, ain't nobody misappropriating cultures. We putting the real information back into African cultures. You know why? 
We doing it because now the museums are collaborating that shit now. Now they start to pick up the scholars. Now, after all this time of Morton and the boys and the scientific racism in the boys and rising the boys and Peachtree and the boys, the Europeans are, are turning over in the field now. The younger generation are giving it what they giving the, you know, showing us the real information after more digging and more. They're giving it to us now, and now we got a group of novices running their damn mouths, messing it all up again, practicing race science. Wow. Science experts ain't even doing it anymore. They gave up. You know, when they put you in the museum, they mean they gave up. That doesn't mean they put you in the museum because you're right. That means that your thinking was groundbreaking and it helped push the field. And we're going to give praise to that. Remember I told y'all a long time ago, I'm in with this, that in science, Right, they always pick up the foundation. Each each thing of learning how nature works is a ladder, is a build, and they always give praise to those steps, no matter who it was, whether it was in India, whether it was amongst the Arabs, whether it was amongst the Africans, in all points of Africa, South Africa, Southern North Africa, East Central Africa, right, Australia, Europe, right. There's a, there's a community of scientists, yo, that give reverence to each other because they know without those steps, you do not get to this point. So without the steps of our elders who made mistakes, got shit wrong, but without them saying, yo, there's something out there that, that you're not used to, you're stuck in the church, you're not looking at science. You think we come from Adam and Eve, I'm telling you it's evolution in Africa. With that, man, i like to end that, man. No, Shout can, out can, I, can, can, I, can I say something, please? I, I never get that time. Let me shout the people. I'm let you finish. I'm gonna shout the people. Two peas, right? Yeah, I see Juba. Juba, got, why don't you hit the link and come on your mouth? Man, don't worry about that. We got Black Line Supreme, man. What's going on with you, Juba? <laughs> what did Juba say? Hey, Juba, we ain't mad at you. Now, don't be mad at Juba. Um, don't be mad at Juba. Juba is hurting right now. Y'all get it, Juba? Like, what else would you say? Nine fifty-five. I get it, Juba. Like, like Juba. I never said nothing. I never said none of this shit. You saying Juba? We read that. So now it's a religion. You right, Juba? Stop hating. You are a hater, but we appreciate our haters, man. Uh, Mr. Metro, Miss Tiffany, shout out to you, moderator, Supreme, uh, Cabo Black Sheep. That's Cobb, Cobb Black Sheep, O thirteen, Soda. Shout out to you, Rebel. The, the sounds, Tony Apu. Who else we got? We got Rebel Sound. I did that. Uh, 504. All right. Everything is everything. Right? Uh, so we, that's it, man. Uh, Juju. Hope you're feeling well, Juju. I talked to you. Sound good. Rasta man. Hey, I'm about Juju. to go live. I'm going live in a minute, not to cut you off. I'm just, yeah, if y'all yeah, ain't yeah. doing nothing, I'm going live. Uh, hold on, right Smash. Here. Hold on, Smash. Before you leave this channel, could you Share the long map, you know, we're visual people. So I want nah, you to show the long map. No, no, yeah, no, no, I'm going to no, do no. it on my show. We can do it on his okay, show. Okay, okay. Can, look, y'all can pick up Dr. Ben joint. Make sure you give it to him, yo. And start it from there. We can do it like that. Moving that. Yo, I appreciate right, everybody. Right. Enjoy y'all Thanksgiving. Imagine y'all all the time, man. So, so. <laughs> on to my channel, Smash Rockwell, right now. We're about to be live. Tap yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. All right. Peace, everybody. Uh, no, 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 no. All, all I wanted to say that we, I have, I, nobody's disputing if 
the Nubians because you can't differentiate where the Nubians lived and where the Nakadians lived. You can't dispute it. You cannot, you can't even delineate it. Say, this is Nubian land and this is Nakadian land because they were so in intermingled. Sure. They were so intermingled. There's no delineation. There's no landmarking. The difference I, between Nakada and Nubia. So one time they must have been the same people. Now, freeze that. You making mistakes as usual. Show me, <laughs> it's, it's, show it's, me, show me where listen, the Nubians live. Listen, bro, bro. At this point, you're doing that shit on purpose. You act like, do you know what a rope is? You ever seen a rope in your life? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. And, and and the rope is intertwined, maybe two or three three strands. Am I correct? Yep. And each strand is separate. Do we agree? Yep. But they intertwine. If you take a strand away, what happens to the rope? No, it's, it's going to be it's going to be weaker because there's a two strand rope instead of a three strand apart. rope. It's going to fall apart, right? Correct. So understand. Understand Nubia and Egypt like that, that they're intertwined, dog. You can't remove the shit. And I'm going to end with that, man. I appreciate it. Next time we talk, we talk another time. We talk another time because you talk another time because you can't just throw that though, but we talk another time. You go over to Smash Channel. We can finish this conversation over there. That's what we want to do. What's the name of Smash Channel? Magic Rockwell. Smash Rockwells. Right. S okay. A S H Rockwells. Just uh -huh. went. Uh -huh. You got it. I want to say peace.